that show up on everyone's? It, it did, but not like... No, it's, not it's as loud as my voice. Right, that was Dump it. <laughs> you do it. It's gonna go through the tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really awkward... Yeah. <laughs> Gone. Yeah, that did it. Okay, all right. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> There's no gimmick this time. Oh, okay. Just so you know. Okay. This is just, I couldn't think of one in time, so you it's just a think. normal introduction. You did bring a bell. I did bring a bell, yeah. but... Uh, yeah. yeah. Is this the introduction? Oh, it could be, if you want. <laughs> it could be. Well, why don't you just affect one anyway? Just do one anyway. This is the gimmick. He doesn't have a gimmick. <laughs> God, he's finally he's come full circle. <laughs> Across the Rubicon of gimmick. <laughs> it's like when you try and break every taboo and every cliche and you realise, like, ultimately, that nothing is real. Mm. <laughs> and why is anything... And now it's like you've gone through the, the wormhole of, of gimmick mm. to discover that the ultimate gimmick is not having a gimmick at all. And welcome to the podcast. <laughs> As always, I am Jordan, and I am joined by Sam. Hi. And Eddie. Hello. Have you noticed that, um, you know, they capitalise black now? Oh, we're back. Oh, straight on this, are we? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know they capitalise black now, mm-hmm. when it, as it pertains to race? Yeah. I've noticed another little, little trend recently. Uh, just want to draw your attention to this, this, this tectonic uh, move of language. Uh, it's not called gender reassignment surgery anymore. Oh, okay. It's called gender confirmation surgery now. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sort of throw that in there. Okay. There's nothing to really say about that. Yeah. Other than just to add another breadcrumb. Oh, no. Reassignment implies that we. You're you changing know, something. You're changing something. But yeah. no, I was right all along. Now so. you're merely allowing the expression of something that's already there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um,. Just want to plant another flag on the road to hell that we're on. <laughs> um, there's nothing to really say about it other than we told you. <laughs> we took first, you know, first they came for the. Uh, I say, what happens if someone non-binary? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Has gender correction surgery. <laughs> what, what happens there? I don't. Oh. I don't want to open the, the mask. <laughs> yeah, we we need a blackboard for this shit. Yeah. Um. It's like that thing from that's still from a serious man, where it's just like a wall. Yeah, and it's a just mass. equations. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really know what gender binary, non- non-binary. Uh, I don't really know what that means. I'm non-binary. I'm one person. <laughs> <laughs> We're all non-binary. Yeah. Well, they're talking. They are binary, right? What? No. Okay. So when they say they're non-binary, like they don't subscribe to a binary understanding of gender. They think it's fluid. Yeah. Okay. But we're all binary. We're all non-binary, right? Are we? Yeah. We all subscribe to uh, the fact that there are two genders. Oh, you're talking about us three now? Or just yeah, people? yeah, yeah, us. us most people. Okay, all right. But obviously most people are non-binary. Mm. You are unitary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just love it because now every single person's just gone, those three have just said they're non-binary. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we we, re- we just opened a whole new demographic. Like We're either a one or a zero as opposed to a one and a zero. Which is ironic, because have you ever met a non-binary person who's a 10? I think not. <laughs> Sam Willis, <laughs> using language against them. <laughs> not even just against them, against us. Yeah. Against us. <laughs> um, we could talk about the Emmy nominations a little bit. Okay. Um, is there anything we need to say other than no, Tim no. Blake Nelson wasn't nominated, how dare you? Yeah, Tim Blake Nelson wasn't nominated. When three performers from Watchmen. Watchmen was, you know, recognised substantially yes and good because it's good yeah 
Um, but yeah, no, not three nominees for Best Supporting Actor and Tim Blake Nelson's not one of them. Mm. I see what they've done. Mm. I know, oh, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, what course. they're doing. It's pretty obvious what they've done. Um, but, um, I mean, he has his whole... He has... All the actors are black. I try, yeah. I just, oh, yeah, just yeah. in case you didn't know, the yeah, audience yeah. didn't know. And, like, one of them is only in one episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because... Obviously, in some award ceremonies, Watchmen's been categorized as a drama series but before they announced that it was just going to be... Yeah. Uh, well, it was going to be at most a limited series. Yeah. Um, but at the Emmys, it's in the limited series category. Mm. And because of the way that miniseries, limited series work, you need only be in one episode to count as a supporting actor. Right. Whereas um, for the drama and comedy categories, mm-hmm. I think you need to be in half the episodes. Okay. And if you're not, you're a guest. Right. Okay. So and then if this was a drama series, he would be a guest actor. Okay. But because it's a miniseries, you can count as supporting. Yeah. So yeah, there's someone who's good. He's good in the episode. Yeah, yeah he's I good. I don't know whether he deserves to be recognised. That's recognized. the thing. I don't think there's anyone, any of the black actors that have been nominated that don't deserve recognition. They're all no, good performances. It's more recognition over Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah. Who, who is, to me, was the standout. Yeah, the he has his own episode yeah. and he's in the rest of the show and he is genuinely one of the best things about it yeah one of the most interesting characters because it's it does that wonderful thing where he's in the show mm. and he comes across as kind of like a like the cool silent type yeah and then they do an episode on him and they completely just strip that away yeah strip that away yeah he starts without off- it feeling like a different character yeah it still feels like the same guy but now you're like oh now I see him for what he really is yeah not philosophically but um, he's kind of the facsimile of Rorschach isn't he yes. for the modern age you know yeah, he's, yeah. he's very taciturn mm. um, and obviously you don't see his face for, for a lot of it yeah um, but yeah like he was the best thing about it in the pilot there was one line I can't remember what it was and I was like okay yeah he's the best <laughs> yeah, thing about yeah. it um, oh when they talk about uh, uh, so a, a police officer is killed and the killer throws I think it's a cabbage through the windshield yes and he says you know were there the police chief asks him was there another type of vegetable yeah and there's a long pause and he just goes not that I could ascertain <laughs> yeah. it's like okay he's the best thing about the show yes. already I've got a thing for laconic mm. barely doing anything characters <laughs> but yeah I think it's a travesty that he wasn't nominated yeah um, the Emmys have just gone completely down the toilet were they, they really have were they ever like good it's one of those things where I, I can't remember I don't know when, when would I start becoming conscious of the Emmys I guess around like 2008 2009 or something like that mm. uh, I can't remember like all being excited and enthused by the nominees every year but it's it's in retrospect you look back and go oh Christ you know they used to have some sense yeah just in as far as the kind of general understanding was that every show uh, you didn't get more than two nominees in any one category. Right. Which, you know, if there are three deserving, nominate three. But as a rule of thumb, it was a good rule of thumb because there's a diversity of nominees in that case. Hmm. Now they just pick six or seven shows that they like and just fill every category with them. Yeah. So from Succession, which is a good show, mm. I think there are three of them in the supporting actor category and right. that is the general trend now. Like, mm. Why? Yeah. It's just so lazy. I feel like that's... Um, isn't that like a general thing with award shows though? That you'll only get like four or five like blanket nominations. Um. Well, yes. So you get like rare... Like at the Oscars, for example, you'll get like um, films nominated for visual effects and makeup that aren't yeah. really nominated elsewhere. Yeah. 
But in terms of like directing, editing, writing, yeah. they're all typically the same film, aren't they? Yeah, so you get five or six things that's, that are present in most categories, but then the the rest are filled up by there was this one great supporting performance in this one show. Mm. You know, yeah, they don't do that anymore. They okay. just like yeah, like I said, it's three or four in each category. It used to be five or six nominees in each category. Now it's eight or nine. Mm. It's just clunky and awkward. Um, but yeah, they've, they've completely gone down the toilet. Yeah. Um, what else is worth commenting about them this year? Is that it? It might be. Yeah. Um, okay. Have you seen Hollywood? No. Nor will I. No, because like, that's what I want to know. Because obviously, like, they got a couple of nominations, mm-hmm. like Jim Parsons and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, at this point, I was like, I haven't necessarily heard great things about this show. Mm-hmm. Didn't think the trailer looks particularly good. No. But it's up for awards. Well, it could, because it's, as far as I understand, without having seen it, it's a liberal uh, revisionist history thing. So they go back to the 50s and it's about um, gay people in Hollywood and it's a liberal fantasy, basically. Okay. You thought the West Wing was a liberal fantasy, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, in the last, was it the last podcast? Mm. The West Wing seems like Republican propaganda at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, uh, I saw an advert for TikTok. But you're on, Eddie. Oh, well, no, I'm not on it. <laughs> okay. What's, what's he that has mean? some standards. Yeah, I've yeah. watched TikToks. You have the app? Uh, not anymore. Oh, okay. okay. But yeah, I, I I did at one point just to like watch and scroll because it's easy, quick comedy. Well, comedy in inverted. <laughs> yeah, please don't <laughs> use the word, don't use yeah. the word comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. you, you, you get podcast. one in about a thousand, which will make you laugh. Okay, okay. But is it? But it's Pavlovian, right? Some of it, it's got to be. It's got to be like someone falls over, and you're just going to laugh at somebody falling over. Yeah. So okay. Hmm. Yes. What is that? Then we need to distinguish comedy from that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, Sam's lexicon, or I guess. I suppose. But people have drawn that comparison before, and they with that kind of comedy, it's the equivalent of a jump scare, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to laugh at it. It's not an achievement. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. count. Yeah. You know, it doesn't count. Yeah. I mean, I, I laugh at the word cock like ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Exactly. Just because it makes me laugh. Fart, farts are funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it, it's dumb shit like that. I encountered a word on. I say encountered. I. I found out about a word on Urban Dictionary. Okay. So go, okay, I've been looking for that word. It's basically whenever dialogue is pompous and kind of, you know, um, unwieldy, and maybe it sounds good, but nothing's really being said. Mm. Deepity. 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 Okay. It's deepity dialogue. Deepity. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't, like the counsellor would be a good example of deepity dialogue. Okay. Uh, so are you familiar with the counsellor, Eddie? It's a Ridley Scott film from like 2015. No. Uh, like universally panned. But Cormac McCarthy wrote the script. He's a very prolific, not mm. prolific, but a really good, esteemed novelist. Mm. He wrote No Country for Old Men. Um, and he wrote this film and Ridley Scott directed it and it had Michael Fassbender, Brad Pitt, Javier Bardem. It's like, this is going to be amazing. And then all the lines were like, the snake of destiny uh, wraps itself around <laughs> the enigma of fate. What? <laughs> What are you talking about? Uh, so that dialogue you could refer to as deepity. Okay. So that's not Sam's lexicon. I'm I'm introducing that okay. word to the yeah to an existing lexicon. deepity dialogue. Was um would Stephen Moffat's dialogue count as that when it's not sometimes working? Yeah. yeah, sometimes. I guess with Moffat, there's a lot of um, it's kind of it's time related or it's plot convoluted. Yeah, yeah. I suppose DPT would generally refer more to like philosophical Yeah, nonsense. okay. Yeah, like that dialogue, nothing's being achieved by it. Yeah. Whereas with Moffat's dialogue, it's usually... Um, Schematic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it has to get shit done. Yeah. But he's trying to make it good on top of that. Or yeah. So, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, so I, I saw an advert for TikTok, mm-hmm. and it was a guy talking about. You've probably all seen it. Um, it's a guy saying, uh, "If you're not British, this isn't for you. Don't listen past this point." And then he kind of waits five seconds and goes, "If you vote for Brexit, what's going on?" And then that's the advert. And then like the slogan of that was, "Enjoy a curated feed tailored to your interest." Mm-hmm. You can't advertise an echo chamber, right? Is it an echo chamber? What that sentence? Well, if it's just catered to your interests. A curated feed tailored to your interests. Yes. That is an echo chamber. I'm not saying you shouldn't be allowed to do it. No, no, no. But sh- does it count as an echo chamber? If it's just like entertainment, does it count as an echo chamber? Well, it's not as just entertainment, is it? Because the, the, the example they use is a guy saying, all you for, who vote for Brexit, what What's are you doing? What's going on, yeah. yeah. But I feel like that's, a, that's not... That representative means, of most of TikTok. Most of TikTok. Well, I is, don't know. Um, that, I don't most know. of TikTok is just people falling over and being random. Well, sure. That's that's just one trend that's been on TikTok. What? The so the idea thing. of like while you're all listening, blah de blah de blah. Yeah. Ha- and it, you know, it's called the how's my form like right. thing. Meaning, D- don't ask me that bit. So how, well, how's my form videos are? So it's like ah, uh, am, am I thinking the right things? Basically, is that what you're saying? No, it'll be they could bring up something. They'll like they can be like a caption, and it'll be like all that someone. This is the easiest example to use in this day and age. Um, someone will put like a thing on top that just says "All Lives Matter," right. and it'll be a there'll be a hashtag how, "How's my form meme," and then it'll be like they'll wait like five seconds, and then it'll be like now all the racists are in the room. Oh, How's right. my form? Right, and that's what it will say. Okay. Um, Right, but yeah, it, that's the easiest one okay. I can think of in this day and age. I, yeah, so I'm not saying the um, the slogan is is representative of TikTok because I don't know. I, mm. I've genuinely never seen any TikTok in my life. Mm. Um, but it, it's more the and again, it sounds innocuous enough. Like it's just it, it, whatever you like will show you. Mm. But it's it's one of those Orwellian. It's got one of those like that connotation of you know, if you look at what that is saying, yeah. enjoy, it just seems like an advertisement for the echo chamber, which... It does, and putting it next fixed. to, putting it after a Brexit comment yeah. definitely gives that impression. Yes. I don't think that, obviously that counts. Yeah. Like, if you're a pro-Brexit person, then TikTok will tailor it to the... Yeah. Fucking plane's going over now. <laughs> We're even near an we airport. Can't, we can't do anything about that. Yeah. Unfortunately. We've never had a plane going over. We must have at some point. Not like that. No. I mean, have they been running for the last couple of times we've done this? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yes, I, I see what you're saying. Yes. That advert definitely gives the impression of, you yeah. know, whatever you believe, we will cater to that. Yes. But I don't know. I don't think that most of TikTok is that. I think a lot of TikTok is just people trying I to I don't know. Funny. That's the thing. This is not a comment about TikTok. Yeah. I don't know. But that advert is... It's just, I'm just talking about the advert right, like, okay. on its own terms. Okay. Um, it feels like the echo chamber is something that certain people recognize. It's not universally acknowledged, but people know it's there. Mm. But it's like you don't address that elephant in the room. Okay. So we don't talk about creating echo chambers. Right, okay. It, but that to me seemed like a bare-faced advertisement for yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, again, just planting another flag on the road to Armageddon. Right. No, but it's... I mean, with, with TikTok... Yeah. I mean, it's about to get banned in America. Is it, though? Well, he's doing his fucking artist. Yeah. I don't Wait. really know the story there, other than, obviously, it's China. But that... I mean, that, there's part of it. Uh, there's suspicion that Chinese are using TikTok to spy. Wouldn't, yeah. Which, totally believable. Yeah, completely believable. And obviously, given how big TikTok is in America, mm-hmm. 
because most of the big like TikTok stars, TikTokers, whatever they're fucking called, they live in a mansion together, don't they? Some of them do. Yeah. Um, but like you've got people who've got like eighty million subscribers on TikTok, and they you know they're posting like fifteen. Actually, I have seen one TikTok video. I saw it on YouTube, but I think it was a TikTok yeah. video. I showed it to Jordan. It was two women, blonde American young women, you know, attractive, um, and they live in this one of these TikTok houses where all these people get together to create the hype house. The hype house. <laughs> oh, you're aware of yeah. it. Oh, Jesus. They, yes, uh, I know what the hype house is. So they, they sit down together at a breakfast table and talk about uh, who's going to pop up in whose video and what nothing. Well, I'm not going to lie, that does that also sound like keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. They just sit around and chat. Yeah. yeah. These people are multi-millionaires, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they live in this mansion. Although, uh, yeah, well, like, this is the thing. So I've seen, so there is... Um, the most subscribed is a girl who's she's sixteen. It's called Charlie Demelio, I think it's pronounced. And this got, is the, what the, but it's, yeah, she, she's, the, she's. I'm the, so done with our. I'm like I'm not. I know I've got like oh he's older than his years. Kind of you're only twenty five. You're not fifty. Oh, I'm genuinely. We all feel old. It's fine. Genuinely sick of yeah. everything that the modern age throws. Oh, I know. At us, so um, he's perverse. Sixteen. Yeah. And what does she do? Post 15 second clips like, of <laughs> dancing. Dancing. Is that a euphemism? That's kind of all. I, I mean, I think that's all she does. <laughs> I, that, that's the point I was trying to make with her, though, yeah. is she's the one that's got like 80 odd million subscribers on this. Yeah. But I have seen they, the things about her, like, because she takes it very seriously, because it is her job. Yep. So she does like. Most people that do like a TikTok a day, that's quite normal for them. Yeah. But she does like four or five because she feels like she can't not because she's made herself like this big yeah. person on it. And I'm like, but then if she if this app gets killed in America, yeah. they're just gonna do what Viners did when Vine died. Right. Which is all come onto YouTube. Or invent their own platform. Or well, I mean, yeah. that, well a lot, no, of, that, a lot of Viners now operate on TikTok. They jumped to that because yeah. it's similar in that respect. But the ones that like are successful on YouTube hmm. with the ones that not smart because most of them are thick as shit but yeah um, yeah like, please don't no, say this no 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 but like yeah. at least have maybe like a business sense okay okay like going like in the background like yeah. they understood at least a little bit of that of yeah. like oh how can I do this and be smart and they know work. they know that shit munchers can be sold shit yes which yeah. surprisingly is difficult for a lot of YouTubers apparently yes um us included. <laughs> we we strive for something higher. Yeah. No, than like ten years time, put the the super, the super cut of us just being puerile <laughs> and just making cock jokes and stuff. I guarantee you get like a million views. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think, don't you like? Don't you agree? Like, n- never cater to what the, your the base impulses of mm. what the audience might be. Do you like? Like mm. that's a good. Ethical practice. Well, isn't it depends it? on your ambitions. If your yeah. ambition is just to be famous, then I suppose it, the best thing to do is probably appeal to a base audience. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you're trying, if you want to just create, yeah. Or if you want to, if if your ambition is beyond just getting as many people to, but, Eddie, we're going to need, need you to show some leg from now on <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> it's on, the sorry, there. Sorry, no, uh, on a podcast where we don't film it. <laughs> yeah. 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 
It's a start, okay? It's a start. They'll know it's happening. They can imagine it. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Just so you know, Eddie's naked. Eddie's right naked. Now. He's rubbing himself. Oh, how funny. I, I mean, I would have worn shorts if I'd known that was what was going oh, on. Oh, yeah, the video you were referring to, the two blonde yeah. women, they were pranking their housemates by being naked. Pranking, in yeah. scare quotes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. They were pranking their housemates by being naked. Yeah, yeah. they're two, like, house that 19 is... year old, 20. Yeah. Three, Are you yeah. sure you just weren't watching porn? <laughs> no, genuinely. <laughs> I. I saw this on Twitter, I think. It was a Lad Bible article. Oh, God. And uh, it was saying two women prank the world by going naked. And I'm like, okay, how is this a prank? Yeah. So I took the bait. Yeah. You know, I did I did watch the video that, like they wanted me to. Uh, but yeah, it's just these two bitches, these vacuous, stupid bitches. Who are in, probably in, 60. <laughs> yeah, well, well, God, hopefully not. <laughs> But they're in like their massive. But then again, saying today you, we're gonna. You say that, but then they put that content out there. Yeah, I, four views. It's, that's still not acceptable. No, it's is still it? not yeah. acceptable. But it's not like oh, oh, I'm the bad guy for watching it. Well, no, I meant more. I meant more. He said. She said. He said she was attractive earlier on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, that's like, the point, the, the, isn't it? Let me, let me clarify. It's that. their attractive women. Be I mean, it's censored. They don't yeah, show yeah, anything yeah. too uh, too sensitive. But let me. But that is the point. It's supposed to be like oh, these naked women. Yeah. Because yeah. that house is populated that they were in is populated almost exclusively by men. Yeah. So it's probably their idea. Like, oh, you could do a prank where you go naked. Well, let me let me clarify when I say attractive. I mean, like, they are Barbie attractive. Yeah. They they are like conventionally conventionally attractive. The, like the kind of attractive that I do mm. not find attractive, right? Yeah. Especially given their personalities. Um, and they say, we're going to prank our half and they say, oh my God, that sort of shit. It's yeah. so random. Uh, and then they kind of, they defrock and they just walk downstairs and the housemates are suitably shocked or appalled or yeah. just, just think just about like, what how much doing? they got paid for that. Oh yeah, I know. I know. So they go around the house and I, all these content creators, mm. all these geniuses, they're having a meeting, a tat-a-tat, like I said, on, over the breakfast yeah. table, like, oh, what, nothing are we going to do today? And then they just walk in, mm. and everyone just looks at them like, what are you doing? And men try, <laughs> men try and cover them up, like, this is inappropriate. Yeah. And then they just, they go to, a, they order food, and the guy is clearly a little bit uncomfortable, but doesn't really register it. Mm. And then they go to a supermarket, and people are clearly a bit uncomfortable, but nobody really does anything about it. I just don't, I fail to see what the prank is here. Mm. What's the prank? No, well, it's not a prank. It's look at these naked yeah. women that are attractive. You want to watch this, right? Yeah. That's not even naked. It was it, but it's something someone would click on, yeah. 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 I did. I took it. I took the bait. Not to see attractive women, honestly, because there's porn. I don't have to watch a censored. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Uh, a no, two but, vacuous. Yeah, bitches. but that's. What, I, I mean, I've said it before. I understand that like OnlyFans makes things feel more personal. Like that's obviously OnlyFans. Isn't that a euphemism for? Showing some lag. Well, I mean, I mean, people. Well, well it's, it's like it's, a it's like a strip tease we, thing, right? Is there's no actual is there actual nudity on OnlyFans? Yes. Oh, there is. Okay, but you pay for that's what you, you pay for it. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah and there's there are generally no, no, like. But yeah, I, I sat there and went, I understand that it's more personal. Yeah. Because and I think generally like people, um, it's like Belle Delphine. I think she's got an OnlyFans. Yeah. So it's people who have a following anyway. Who's Belle Delphine? Oh God, she's yeah. a whole thing. <laughs> She. Oh, wait, right. You oh, do not need to the know. Cliff, who the cliff is just the more I know, the less, the more stupid I'll be. Well, yes. I'll, okay. the, the the main thing to note about Belle Delphine is that she, uh, uh, like uh, I think it was like a year ago or something, she started selling her own bath water online. <laughs> As in, like a bath water that she's been in. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Not like her own brand of bathwater. No, well, yeah, yeah, it's spelled out yeah, in yeah. bathwater. But with her essence in it. Yes. Okay. And she sold out very quickly. How old is she? Um, 18. Is she? I think. She lo- okay, she looks a bit older than 18, but I wouldn't. it wouldn't surprise me. Oh yeah, this is, this is the internet Bell, I'm searching Belle Delphine on a fucking pod. She's 20. She's 20, okay. I guess that's better. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. No. It's not, is it? Right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah, she's got an OnlyFans there because she's already got a following and there are obviously people because yeah. again, she's like a conventionally attractive woman and I think a part of her gimmick is that she does um, like erotic faces. It's like there's a specific type of erotic face that's exclusive to anime. I don't remember the well, name like of it. Well, she pulls a cum face. Yeah. <laughs> Her own brand of cum face. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's mimicking like an anime cum face, which has a specific can name. Can you do it for us I, so we can no. see? <laughs> no? Addy, can you do it? No. No. I would do it if I knew what it was. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how to do it because it's it's strange. Yeah. But um, Can you explain it then at least? Well, it's, you know, like... Paint a picture of The words. tongue comes out and the eyes are crossed and... Yeah. <laughs> That, but she's attractive, so she gets away with it, you know. Okay, Rather yeah, than that, you, that, you. That look doesn't like, look like a cum face. That looks like um, I want a cast from one flew over cuckoo's nest. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's her, is it? Oh, the eyes, like the X's. Is that like the eyes with the X's in the anime? No, no, because that signifies death. Oh, is it? Right? That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, they do call it le petty more. Well, that's quite a mort, isn't it? That is quite a mort. That's quite a big mort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the point I was trying to make with only Yeah. Right. <laughs> to get a little bit back on track to that conversation was I don't... I understand it's more personal, but I don't get, other than that side of it, why you pay for OnlyFans because there is so much free pornography online. I think it's because yeah. it, it's usually because of the person, right? Like the reason mm. I use the example of Belle Delphine, there are probably a not insubstantial amount of people who would want to see Belle Delphine naked. Oh yeah, probably the people who bought her fucking bathwater. You know, yeah, that's that's what it is, isn't it? It's the same reason people still kind of fantasize about actors and actresses, even though there's a infinity of porn on the internet. It's the mystery of it. It's like we don't know what they- a deepfake. That's why like all deepfake porn is usually um, Emma Watson or some famous yeah. actress. You know, you can't like have a crush really on a porn star, can you? No, really, no, because it's okay. We started at there. We started at a hundred. Mm. So whereas with you know, there's a, there's a bit more. Uh, mystique mm. to uh, yeah mm. okay well that all sounds terrible <laughs> yeah well uh, talking about apps uh, I I you know I'm an on-off user of Tinder okay um, when I say an on-off user have we chronicled your uh, relationship with Tinder Tinder <laughs> your relationship that's with the Tinder. new app we're making Tinder, you can't yeah. tell anyone yet yeah. I do think we've spoken about it maybe once or twice on the podcast okay before right well we um, both had it at one point yeah we spoke about it on an old podcast yeah uh, but other than that I think it's only been a couple of times yeah when I say on off user uh, I do I do mean just of the app like I, I don't think it's ever generated anything for me other than reconnecting or connecting me to someone I already knew mm. I've never like gone out on a Tinder date right not worth it oh no God, I know I know <laughs> but it's just kind of interesting I know that sounds like an excuse but it is partly interesting. Mm. Uh, and so I've been conducting a little social experiment where I changed my settings to show me men as well as women. Okay. Uh, now, I can't bring myself to match with any or to swipe right on any man. I just can't do that. 
Um, well, then you're not committing to the experiment, Sam. Well, the experiment was to see how many likes I got in comparison to okay. women. Right. Women tend to like me uh, maybe a couple a week. Right. Right. Really, like, mm. scant. It's, it's you know, slim pickings mm. for Sam on Tinder. Yeah, um, but you're also doing this in Ponty. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, I got a radius. No, but, like, if you if you did it in Cardiff, for example... A little, a little bit more successful, you'd get more I think. Success. Well, we'll see, I suppose. But, uh... Yeah, so I changed to men, and uh, yeah, it's disproportionate. <laughs> it's dis- I'm, I'm getting, I think since we started, oh, there you go, got another, another one there. Oh. Uh, since we started, I'd, I'd love it if this turned out to be a, a female like thing. It's like, ah, oh. <laughs> since we started, I've had four. I've had four new likes. What this podcast? Since we started this podcast. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, uh, men. We've been yeah, recording for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Four new likes at <laughs> time. Um, Men do be thirsty, it's fair enough. Yeah. Eddie says, does he take a sip of water? <laughs> I think this proves there's such a thing as gay privilege. Oh, what, what, what are you on about now, Sam? <laughs> well, it's just easier, isn't it? What am I going to have to answer for in future job interviews this time? What I'm saying is... It, it is <laughs> Mate, it is, you've got a lot to answer for. Yeah. It is demonstrable that were I gay, my life would be easier. Right. In this respect, at least. Okay. It would be easier to get laid. Yeah, would it be easier to maintain... An erection. Well, <laughs> if you were gay and you were getting laid, yes. then yes, it probably yes. would be. I'm, yeah. I'm talking more about like... But then again, I don't know if that's Tinder's game. Like, despite branding itself as a dating app, I don't feel like people use Tinder to meet someone. You know? Tinder... No, it, but, no it, well, it wasn't invented for that. It was invented for hook- hookups. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's, again, the unspoken, like, they, they, they can never say that, but that's obviously what it is. But Tinder, I think, because it's the biggest... It kind of covers people mm. actually looking for relationships and, you know, everyone's on there. Yeah. Uh, even though the general thing is, yeah, it's for, it's for hookups. Mm. Whereas I think Grinder, for example, it's mm. a lot more honest about, it's for, this is for hookups. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Grinder is full. This is what you get in. Yeah. So now that I'm able to look at men's profiles on uh, Tinder, they, I've, I've been taking account of the differences. Mm. One thing, men seem a lot more innocent uh, on these dating apps. It's like all their pictures are that you get the occasional like gym guy with a shirt on. Yeah, but it's just men in like nice suits, like a wedding or something. Yeah, like y- your typical guy thing is yeah. a picture in a suit. Yeah, or looking fancy. Mm. Yeah, because um, you don't really the whole thing with like Tinder is you don't really want pictures with other people. Like yeah. So you yeah, want it yeah. just to be... So, like, you're not going to do you you and the lads pissed up in a pub. No, no, no. no. Um, so you'll go for, oh, when did I look good? What, what would be a good picture? Mm. Yeah, what's a uh, nice picture? You know, ah, yeah. oh, I wore a suit to that... Yeah. You know, I wore a suit to that graduation or whatnot. Like, when I had it last time, a colleague of mine used to have a boat and he took a picture of me, like, yeah, relaxing yeah. on the boat. And, I, you know, I took a, put that yeah. up there. That's I just think. false advertising. You don't have a boat. You don't have a boat. <laughs> you're catfishing with your boat. Uh, <laughs> the amount of women someone else's yeah. boat yeah. were like oh he's got a boat and then you didn't have a boat yeah yeah but I you know I, also, I could also tell them on Tinder that I make six figures a year yeah but it's you don't do that it's not true yeah exactly that's my point yeah I'm not saying think, like have, oh, you, have you ever had sex with anyone who was under the impression you own a boat because I think that's rape <laughs> no no I have not <laughs> okay alright um, oh I've let myself down as soon as you said that, it was just through my head. It's like, right, think of all the nautical terms. Yeah. <laughs> make, a, make a rape joke relate, that uses like a boat 
term or... Did you come up with any? No. No? Okay. <laughs> uh, port, starboard, steer. Uh, port, sales. Yeah. Uh, bow, stern. Yeah. Bow. Bow and suck. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's like a nice picture and the blurbs are just like sincerely written. Mm. I'm into cinema and I like going out for a cup of coffee and that's, you know... Um, and I understand maybe there's there are reasons for that. Mm. Like, so women, a lot, not all of them, but a lot of them are, if they're attractive, it's just all kind of them trying to look hot. And they don't... they Holiday pictures. Hold it, hold it, yeah. A lot of... In the mirror, in Ibiza pictures. Yeah. And there's like maybe one line that will just be, please be funny or impress me. Or which uh, is like, what's you your know, best pickup line? Yeah, it's like y- y- the work is on you. Yeah, and yeah. so and because men are visual animals, that's all they need. Maybe mm. if, like for women to be attracted to a man, maybe they do need to write a little bit about you know who they yeah. are and just like look like a nice guy. Can so I understand why that might be the case. Um, I'm not going to speculate on why I'm more popular uh, <laughs> with with men because I think whatever I say is going to sound bigoted. Yeah, I am going to speculate. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to sound big a dude, honestly. Uh, here, here are some possibilities. There are fewer fish in the gay pond, and so, ooh, someone, right? Mm. That's one thing. Also, half the people that use Tinder have probably deleted several time, and you are someone new. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. There's that. There's the possibility that men swipe indiscriminately more than women do, and so you, you're just matching on accident a lot of the time. I say that's inevitable. That's inevitable. And then the the, le- the less politically correct possibility is that the gay fish are less discerning about who they fuck. Do you think that's true? Yes. Okay, so it's politically <laughs> correct, but it's true. Yeah, no, like... Gays... I, I, I think... <clears throat> no, I, I think they are, like, it's just, like, a lot... It's just a lot easier, I, I would say, I think. Why is it easier? Because men are just easier work, frankly. Well, maybe it's just, like, oh, we're all on the same page. You know? What do you mean? Well, we're both gay. We're both on the same page, as it were. But you're both straight with a woman. No, I know. But but there is that pre-established... Um, but it, what it's like, if you go to a gay club, yeah. it's a hell of a lot easier to pick up in a gay... Like, to meet someone and hook up in a gay club Yeah. than it is in a normal club. Do you think that is fundamentally because there are just fewer people from whom to choose? Or is that because men care less? In that regard, I would say men care less. They care less. I think I think so because also like I mean, have you ever been to like Pulse or anything? I'm into Pulse, but I've been to gay clubs. Um, so in Pulse, yeah, like that they have bouncers on the toilets for a reason. I've literally walked into Pulse, gone down the stairs, and then gone the stairs. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> you know, like gone gone down the stairs, and they'd be like, Come on. fancy a bit? <laughs> you know, like you you you. <laughs> I haven't even had a fucking drink yet. Like, yeah. I've been in it. This club drink. two minutes. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. a fucking Jaeger bomb first at least. I think I don't think I've ever been hit on by a gay guy. I was I was in a gay club once, sitting at a table, being just a bit uncomfortable. Not because I have any problem, but just because I'm me. Um, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a very button down mm. straight man. It, I suppose it's more any kind of expression of sexuality. I'm going to get a bit British about it. And I think obviously that's a lot more out in the open in the gay club. Yeah. Um, I was sitting at the table looking a bit like, oh my God, with my, my arms crossed, looking a bit stern. And a man uh, cruised me and walked across the room to me and I just made eye contact with him and he just last minute kind of went, all right. 
and just bailed away. <laughs> so that's, that's quite funny. Um, yeah. So you think it's because they, they just the standards are lower? Was that yeah. the same night that I uh, chunder fountained? No. 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 Okay. You did do that just after you'd been to a gay club. Yes. Oh my god, that in retrospect. That was that a homophobic chunder? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that was a I've had eighteen flavoured vodka shots okay. chunder. Okay. Because we were in I don't know which one it was. Um, uh, King Kings? Oh well we came out of Kings. Yeah. The one we went to the one before oh, that. So we went to Kings after a fucking yes, uni so, thing. Yes. I so. forgot, I forgot. Yeah. 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 But we went to uh, whatever the club near that is. Yeah. And yeah, they had like flavoured vodka shots. They had like smoky bacon flavoured vodka and cherry flavour. Well, and all these different Was it on the like, same side of the street? It was, yeah. Okay, it, that would have been wow when it was... Yeah, open. I don't think it's there anymore. No. Uh, well, no where, I like that that's one. Where, that's where Buffalo is. I like that one because you had like the upstairs and then you go downstairs to where the toilets are and there's like a tiny little dance area that's never open. Yeah. So if you just wanted to chill for five minutes, yeah, yeah, you just you go could, down yeah, you and just sit, sit in the dance area. Uh, where there's yeah. no one around. Yeah, Wow is where Buffalo is now. Yes. Um, Rest in peace, Buffalo. <laughs> but yeah, so I, uh, what happened was I, we were, came out of Kings, which was the, the drag bar. Mm. Um, I felt like I was going to throw up. So I sort of put my hand over my mouth to stop myself throwing up because mm. I was drunk and I thought that would work. But I threw up. But it sort of like went through the holes in my fingers, uh, just that's, sprayed. Yeah, that's oh, Spider-Man vomit. Yeah, that all reminds me of walk about in like first year. Fun time. <laughs> the problem as well there was I was wearing a coat, so some of it just sort of went down my sleeve. But they wouldn't let me back in to clean myself up. No. Nor would any other club let me in, so I just had to walk around Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. Because I had no way of getting home. Yeah. So until everyone was ready to go home, I basically just had to walk around covered in, covered in vomit. Oh, many a night. Many yeah, a night. That's yeah. More than that. Oh, the, the youthful nights in Cardiff. Uh, yeah, so... I was saying, just on that quick tangent, my yeah. favourite like thing in that, like in terms of throwing up, because I don't throw up often after a night out, mm. but after your birthday last year, yes, throwing up outside a church. Church, which like, is like a statement, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, Thank whoever... God you weren't outside a mosque. <laughs> Thank God you were outside. That's all right, the mosques will help. The mosques will help. Yeah. Will help what, though? Throw up. Okay. <laughs> They'll probably just come out and all of them just come out lying up next to Eddie and just throw up with him. Insha- with, with, in solidarity. Inshallah, all out. All yeah. out. <laughs> okay, well, I've never, show I've, never done, I've never done generic Arab impression on the podcast <laughs> before, so see how that one's received. Um, yeah, so as far as the social experiment goes, I realise I have to stop soon because I, I have found myself thinking, if... I'm going down well on something relatively innocent like Bumble for example mm-hmm. or just Tinder how would I go down on Grinder? and <laughs> I think I should stop before I start giving ironic blowjobs <laughs> so so Sam how did you become gay? Oh, I just didn't want to make a fuss <laughs> I did it for a laugh and I was like oh I guess laugh. this is it now yeah, I stuck to it yeah <laughs> it's so much easier to you know yeah <laughs> so yeah, I think I gotta I gotta stop this train before it goes off the tracks. Yeah. I, I mean, I've considered using Bumble because I, yeah. I like openly admit I am not good at being the first person to start a conversation in that regard. Yeah, and obviously because Bumble is like their you you know unique selling point is the women talk first. Mm-hmm. Um, although having I like I've very briefly used Bumble before, mm-hmm. and my experience of that sometimes was a girl would go, hi, give me your best chat of life. It's like, right, so you're still doing the same fucking thing. Yeah, it's, or, or, it, or it is just hi. Yeah. 
terrible conversation. The art of yeah. conversation is dead. But like, yeah, because if someone said to me hi, I'd be like, right, well, you usually want a pickup line. Well, the thing Give is... Give me your best pickup line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's seen as like um, amateurish mm. to just to just send, hey, how's it going or whatever. Like, oh, that's just so basic. But I feel like it's it's just, it's easy to send mm. a cool pickup line over one of these things. You've got to kind of approach it, surely, as, as you would in real life. If I ever went to chat up a woman, which I never would do, it mm. would be, hey, how's it going? I wouldn't just like throw a pickup line at them. I'm just doing it. It's just like a sociopathic. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the most I've done is offer to buy someone a drink. Yeah, like, or that, something yeah. like that, like fancy a drink. But yeah, not this cool one-liner or the stupid joke. It's just, I can't even you wouldn't think of what would be a cool one-liner, which yeah. wouldn't sound ridiculous coming out of my mouth. Exactly. Like yeah, I, just, I would never, never do it. Yeah. It'd be hi. I'm a human being. <laughs> You're a human being. Fancy a bit? <laughs> <laughs> just, just walk over here. Fancy a bit? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I can't see anything I could say that would... Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I've been watching The Morning Show. What's the morning, the morning Show? show. Uh, a- Apple TV show. Um, Jennifer Aniston. I think it was the first thing they put out. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell. Uh, it's about uh, a, a morning new show in mm. like a good morning America sort of show yeah and the male it's a male and female anchor and the inciting instant of the series is the male anchor played by Steve Carell is accused of sexual misconduct and is terminated mm. and then it's about how they deal with the aftermath and bringing a new co-host and all that sort of thing yeah, yeah. Um, so on its face it's going to be one of those uh, more of this bullshit yeah but it's not which is interesting. Ooh. <sighs> well, you wouldn't cast Steve Carell as the predator, would you? Well, I don't know because he's done he's done some interesting stuff, you know, outside of all, all the comedy mm. malarkey. You know, he was in Foxcatcher, playing a deeply weird kind of you know, yes, um, not psychopath quite, but you know, along those lines. Mm. Um, so he can do that, and uh, but like from the off, so it hits the news. And he kind of has his legal team around him, having like having an angry breakdown, saying, "I didn't do anything illegal. Mm. It was consensual. Yeah, it was an affair, but that's not against the law, for fuck's sake." And you kind of like, well, he's an arsehole, and so it probably was non-consensual. Yeah, okay. Yada. Okay. I'll jump ahead a bit. Say, as the series, because I finished the series now, as it gets toward the end, it starts to paint him more as the villain again. Mm. But for the first half of the series, it's like, oh, they're taking an interesting stand on this stuff, which is, it's universally universally acknowledged, even by the accusers, uh, that it wasn't rape and it wasn't non-consensual. Mm. It was inappropriate. Yeah. Right? And I got to say, there, there is something equally weirdly, not hilarious, but kind of funny and powerful about Michael Scott screaming, I didn't rape anybody! Mm. It's like, oh, Jesus, I don't know why that, like, hit me. Yeah. Um, that's like the, the one of the very first scenes where he's like for fuck's sake I did some shitty things outside my marriage but I'm not going down for this kind yeah, of thing yeah yeah and the, the tact the show takes is um, he starts trying to like uh, rebuild his image uh, by he wants to make a documentary about you know first they came for the rapists but I was not a rapist so I said nothing then they came for the you know the sexual assaulters but I or the sexual assailants but I wasn't, so I said nothing. Mm. Now they're coming for men, you know, who, who have just done things that maybe they shouldn't have done, mm. but not like that. Yeah. 
and you know he goes to, he goes and talks to a a comedy actor played by Martin Short who's been embroiled in a scandal mm. but he is a predator okay and that's like the unspoken thing between the two of them like but you are a predator we are different mm. it's like okay this is good like this is a refreshing I see what you're saying yeah but is it possible that uh, someone who is not sympathetic to yeah I guess men yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at least someone who um, is of the mindset of oh well if a man's been accused then it's true no mm. questions asked to them is this show like completely condemning Carell no is it possible that because you have sympathies mm. Um, for people who are thrusting that situ- into that situation who have done nothing wrong yeah. you are seeing nuance where perhaps no nuance is intended oh no no I think you'd um, so one of the things I've been mindful of late is liking because of the, the political climate in which we now exist and mm. the cop age of entertainment mm. I am wary of liking things just because their head's in the right place yeah I don't want to go around saying this film is good because its ideology is coming. yeah exactly because mm-hmm. we can't yeah. like you know if just because the other side is it, quality no longer matters to them doesn't yeah. mean quality no longer has to matter right. to us so that's something I'm always thinking about no I think the show is going for nuance because he maintains that you know relatively speaking he's innocent yeah and characters that you are meant to like generally and broadly agree with that mm. so Mark Duplass plays He's, I think he's like a produ- the main producer on this news show. Yeah. And he goes to visit Corral and is like, listen, just stay in your house. Please don't cause a firestorm. Let it blow over, all right? Mm. And then Steve Corral kind of says, you know this is um, McCarthyism with a different name. And Mark Duplass, the character we like, says, yeah, look, we're agreed. This is an overcorrection and normal guys are getting thrown under the bus. I'm like, okay, the show's position is there are degrees, and Jennifer An- the women agree with Steve Carell okay Jennifer Anderson's like one of his best friends and that you know but as the series goes on it starts to kind of suggest that maybe Carell is more is seedier and a bit more off right, than okay. you do. but it's like oh you didn't need to do that you mm. didn't need to you know this was a fairly interesting if simple all things considered um, nuanced take on yeah, this yeah well at least it doesn't sound like propaganda it's not that because no. that was a conversation we had uh, a couple of podcasts ago wasn't it you were talking about was it Misbehaviour yeah. and St. Francis yeah. and how they were just propaganda yeah. because the film's position never changes yeah it starts and ends with the same idea yeah like propaganda art is the exploration of an idea propaganda merely states an idea yeah art that's is, the crucial difference yeah art is not knowing where the ending is when you start yeah yeah. whereas propaganda is is it's like we want to convey this sentiment yeah and nothing else yeah I like don't get me wrong the morning show is not that good it subverts expectations. Mm. Billy Crudup is a standout, and he's really good. Okay, um, he kind of plays the the guy that runs the the news division, and is kind of like a very predatory capitalist. Like whatever's going to benefit the show, mm. kind of. He's really good in it. Um, it's it's kind of junk food in the sense of it's all faces you recognize, yeah, yeah, and doing nothing particularly groundbreaking. But it's a weirdly given its su- subject matter. It's a comfortable watch. Okay. It's weird. It's like, oh, I'm a kind of, this is safe. Mm. This is a safe watch. Um, yeah, the morning show is inessential. You don't, like, you don't have to watch it. Okay. But it is weirdly escapist. Given that it's subject matter. Given it's subject matter. Okay. I overlooked it initially because of its reviews, mm-hmm. right? Because it was like 60% around that. But then I read some of the reviews and they were saying things like, 
the show doesn't have its head in the right place regarding Me Too. It doesn't double down on it. It should go the whole hog. Right, okay. Um, another review said, it's made by the 1% for the 1%. By 1% companies are okay. Listen, maybe criticism was always ideological and we mm. just never noticed it. Mm. But God, do, do you see it now? Mm. And it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, there's nothing to count on now. If the reviews are, if criticism's ideological, how do you determine what's yeah. worth watching and what's not? I saw a review for, because Destroy All Humans, the video game Destroy All Humans, yeah. the remake has just been released. They've, I don't know if you knew that they were remaking no. Destroy All Humans. No. Um, I've seen reviews for that where people are commenting on, because um, what they've done with Destroy All Humans is they haven't re-recorded any of the dialogue. Obviously, yeah. the game has been remade from the ground up and they've redone all the assets. Yeah. But the original dialogue they've kept, they've just remastered it, which means that all of the lines that were in the original game are in the final product as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not intimately familiar with Destroy All Humans, so there's no like moment where I can point to and go, oh, that wouldn't be allowed anymore. Yeah. But I think there's like a scene just before you start a boss fight where you take, you, you assume the form of an admiral. Yeah. And you go into a military base and there's like a. A kooky general, not kooky general, like a, a general who's, you know, like, shouting. is like, we're going to take down these damn communists. A, a Doctor Strange love kind of. Yeah, yeah. we're going to take down the communists, blah, 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 blah. Because yeah. that's like the running joke of Destroy All Humans. All of the things you do as an alien are attributed to communism. Yeah, because it's set in the 40s. F- yeah, 50s. 50, 50, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's yeah, set yeah. in the 50s. Yeah. Um, and in the background, it's not focused on, but in the background of this, this general giving the speech to his fellow soldiers, there's like a border with a map of the world on it. Yeah. And it's just like arrows pointing to different countries. And yeah. it's got like an arrow pointing to China. And it just says ninjas. And it's got like an China. Arrow. Yeah. Well, it's either China or Japan. Japan yeah. And then it's like yeah. pointing to Russia and it just says commies and shit like that. <laughs> Which, of course, you wouldn't... If you were making that game for the first time nowadays, yeah. you wouldn't be able to do that. No. But because a lot of... I, I, there Apparently, according to this reviewer, there is dialogue in the original game that has obviously made it into the remaster mm. that is just completely inappropriate. And for them, they said, for me... That was grounds to stop playing the game altogether, right? And yeah, it's just it's just come, coming off well, the back of what you were saying that, yeah. like, you know, well, it, 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 you can't get away from it now with criticism. It's just it's always looking at the ideological stance of something. That's because if you want to understand what satire is condemning, you have to think about it. Mm. Satire does not say does not point at something and go, "This is bad." Yeah. it's satire yeah. and so having ninjas and commies it's clearly satirizing the jingoistic American view of the world oh wait, absolutely yeah. that is destroy all humans to a T yeah it know? is not advancing that you know I did find it interesting that the same reviewer basically said I don't think this is satire is a valid excuse oh sure yeah well irony's dead isn't it yeah exactly yeah so we are losing a solid barometer for what's worth watching mm. now mm. and I may just have to start watching things that actually interest me <laughs> instead of perish the thoughts instead of just gorging on zeitgeist yeah um, well we definitely need to because we we said at the beginning of the last podcast we have nothing to talk about yeah. we genuinely had nothing to talk yeah. about I don't know if you noticed audience yeah. but yeah well, we, there is there was nothing I'm surprised you even brought up a show genuinely I know well I did realise that my relationship with TV is that Christmas episode of Vicar of Dibley where Geraldine Granger is invited to all the different houses yeah. Yeah. and she's having to force broccoli into her mouth yeah it's like even if this is good there's just too much of it yeah exactly. <laughs> just I'm feeling full all the time um, I do have one thing to uh, tell you about tell so it's kind of it's been labelled as like a conspiracy mm. and it's about <laughs> and it's about Tom Hanks mm. um, so what happened was he's oh, not real <laughs> 
No, that's not the conspiracy. Okay, okay. The conspiracy is that he's a paedophile. I see. Okay. Right. But this came out because there was a picture of him in Australia, yeah. obviously when he had COVID, COVID um, and his trouser leg was ruffled and people thought it was an ankle bracelet. Right. Um, <laughs> and then there were people going, oh, yeah, you all thought he went on TV to say he had COVID. That was the cover. He was really under like house arrest over here. Because uh, he got arrested for paedophilia. Sure. Um, and there was like the whole. There's like a thing about him like being part of an elite child, like celebrity child sex ring, which also apparently has like Ellen and Oprah in it. Like. Okay. Um, but it, but see, it's all it, interesting. It, it's all like bollocks. Ellen and Oprah. Yeah. Like th- right. those are just like. This clarifies my theory then, which but, is that clearly it's just a cynical, nihilistic attempt to topple all. Uh, public monoliths yeah which is the you, you just named three people who are pretty much loved by everyone yes there are people who take against Ellen and some of the, sh- the stuff that she believes and some very oh, yeah. few people who take against Oprah but these are three of the most popular people yeah. in the world yeah yeah. but th- this was like a whole th- like thing but then the, the like fact that it wasn't really being reported by the major news outlets because it wasn't a story no, but that's the thing. So the, because it wasn't being reported by like the yeah. major news outlets, it's like an actual thing. Because they were like, well, if Tom Hanks got arrested in Australia, most people would know. Yeah. Um, they're like, yeah, yeah, but no, it's because they want to hush up because it's Tom I Hanks and everyone fucking that, that, loves it. That is a brilliant exhibition of like the Ouroboric uh, psychology of mm. conspiracy thinking, which is they're all in on it. Trust me, the news media will want to cover it up. It's like, but I haven't heard about it. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the fact it's not a story is confirmation that it's a that story. That it's true. Yeah, exactly. You, again, you can't win. Yeah. You just can't win. Yeah, that's fucking mental. Yeah. Because as we know, there isn't a single journalist on the planet that would want to break a story as massive as yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks, yeah. Oprah Winfrey, and Ellen DeGeneres are the figureheads of a paedophile sex yeah. ring. Yeah. 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 That's pure Journalists just don't have that kind of ambition. No. Or that sort of I mean, desire for having don't story. Ambition, the story. My view of journalism. I would say the film of that would win all the Oscars. It would. Yeah. My view of journalism is tanked, right? Mm. But so forget even like the ambition to uncover that story. Just the given the climate, you're winning, I don't know how many prizes for breaking that story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even cynically. Yeah. Like you're gonna want to break that story. Yeah. Mm. Uh yeah, that's I was really thinking about that the other day, about, you know, what who would be the worst most egregious I can't believe this guy turned out to be this way oh Tom Hanks yeah he's definitely out there like Mr. Rogers obviously well I said the thing with Tom Hanks as well though is obviously like you see him in certain films like oh you know he's lovely Mm. but he is the guy the voice is Toy Story yeah and that's from from childhood just all of Toy Story all of Toy Story Tom Hanks (laughs) no but you know what I mean because he like because of that yeah Yeah. like that's from childhood he's the voice of your childhood Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 So, yeah, I mean, I've lost one idol. <laughs> that him being or her being? Ian Watkins. Oh, okay. oh I see. I've lost okay. one I- okay. idol yeah. who turned out to be a, like, child rape. Yeah, yeah, pretty bad one as yeah. well, yeah. as it turns out. You know, out. so I've, judge, I've lost one guy. The, yeah. the judge said, you're the most horrific predator for everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's like... Well, I, it was, I mean, yeah, whole, that's fair enough. One whole hog. It wasn't, like, <laughs> a bit of fiddling in the park. This was... Uh, yeah. This was, you know, admin. Yeah. <laughs> it, was admin um, it was a job, frankly. It was a job. It was time consuming. Yeah. No wonder they lost two albums of shit. <laughs> he had other stuff going on. Um, I saw this uh, a new comedy special released. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, a, a writer for uh, Saturday Night Live called Sam J. Okay. Never heard of him before. But uh, I think he's, he's a black gentleman. Okay. 
And the blurb for this special, the stand-up special, was comedian and Saturday Night Live writer Sam Jay serves up fresh takes on relationships, travel nightmares, the audacity of white people, and more. <laughs> okay. Like I, again, I don't have a problem with that. Chris Rock and they all do jokes about white. People. But it's like, oh, okay, that's acceptable. Do you think we'll ever come all the way back around and realize that? Oh, actually, it's all unacceptable <laughs> to say stuff like that. Or is that just the status quo now that, that yeah. they can say? blanket things about well I, mean, I would say for, certainly for the time being it's the stage yeah. play but it's, it's like the, that's just buried it's the assumption of so, I just love those like there. the whites are audacious yeah. deal with it the audacity of white <laughs> yeah. people I haven't seen this nor will I because I'm not gonna mm. fuck that guy <laughs> if that's his blurb I'm not gonna listen to him but <laughs> yeah again sure he yeah just another anyway. flag maybe this this segment should be fl- flag planting or something I don't know like <laughs> on the way to the end well, are you done with your flag, flag planting? I'm done with my flag. I've got one I more. I said flag planting, and flag, that was not <laughs> flag planting. Yeah, back to the Tinder thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've got one more thing to talk about. Okay. Yeah, no, no more flag planting. Okay. All right. Alan Parker has passed away. Yep. I don't know if you know Alan Parker. What's that? He's a film director. What's he done? The Nothing commi- you would have the seen. The commitments. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the commitments? Not really. Have you heard of Midnight Express? Oh, I've heard of Midnight Express. Okay. Have you heard of Evita? Have you heard of Fame? Are we just going to go through his entire? Film? Well, I'm trying. To, what you actually would is there's only two. Fame. I, yeah, I know Fame. I've seen Malone. Fame. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you're thinking of David Bowie's song. Okay. I, I would like. Fame makes a man. That that's right. Okay. Yeah. I would like to point out I've bought the commitments up on this podcast before. You have. Yeah, yeah you have. I think I said then that I haven't. Seen Certified it. Alan Parker fan. <laughs> no, it's more the fact that I've bought it up before and you still don't know what it is. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I got like I'm ashamed to say that I'd never seen an Alan Parker film. Like it, it mm. just that it hadn't, I hadn't got there yet. You know, I hadn't got to that point on the list. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he knew how to direct Alan yeah. Parker. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen mid, I, I've seen Midnight Express and The Commitments, and both are very good. Okay. Um, I mean, would he like The Commitments? No, I don't think I don't think you'd like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Is it like grassroots directing? Like he, like these are people, kind of like is it Mike Lee? Yeah, is it that kind of direction? Oh, it's, not, it's not kitchen sink. Oh right, yeah, it's no, not no. kitchen sink dramas. No, okay. No, I, I meant more. So the commitments is about a group of people who get together and become a band, basically right. in Ireland. Uh, in Ireland, okay. Um, Soul band. Yeah, it's because obviously I like Sing Street a lot, and yeah. that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, well, I knew it was a precursor to Sing Street, yeah. but God, I didn't know how much of a precursor it was to Sing Street. Yeah. It is like. Sing Street is borrowing so much from the commitments. Oh right, yeah. Does it um, retroactively taint Sing Street? No, because it's homage. You know, it's not stealing. It's clearly it's an Irish right, uh, not musical, but sort of musical. Yeah. Um, but also that was by even down to the bodies. Also looking at Ireland at that time as well is the yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. point with yes, the commitments. Exactly. Um, but there's like a character in the commitments. They go and visit him, and he's got bunnies. Mm. I'm like, why don't you put your bunnies down? I'm like, my, my dog will eat the bunnies. All right. And obviously, I like bunnies. I like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that is a, a blatant reference. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, so I didn't know how much like Sing Street was taking from it. So I recommend it in that sense. Okay. And it, well, I rec- it's a good film. I recommend yeah. it. Okay. I'm not sure you'd love it. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, it's old. <laughs> but, um, I like old films. Yeah. Name. Well, we talked about it. We talked about this the other day. Name one, Jordan. What was the oldest film that you like, Eddie? It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, he likes the 30s films. Well, that's just cheating, <laughs> That's not a film. That's just, like, pop culture. That's like saying, oh, my favourite film is Groundhog Day. 
I mean, my favourite film is... Like, how many Groundhog Days My favourite film is It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, but it's cheating. <laughs> Why is that cheating? Because that's, like, that plot is everywhere. Like so? It, but that film has just been absorbed into the fabric of pop culture. It's not an entity so? anymore. It's just... So? Like, fabric. So? So the Wizard of Oz you can't enjoy because it's so oh, the famous. Actually, is the Wizard of Oz older? Or um, I thirty. It's thirty nine. Is the Wizard of Oz? I'm not sure when it's Wonderful Life came. I out. think it's forty something. Uh, Wonderful yeah. Life. Yeah. Forty. I want to say forty two. As do I. Forty six. Forty six. I was going to say making a it's a Wonderful Life in the midst of World War Two is like if you looked what's happening. It's <laughs> quite naive. Well, yeah. you need that, don't you? You need. To, I wonder. I yeah. was actually thinking well, about this the, the other day. The thing, it came out the year after the war. Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a hope. It's kind of got that, hope that's to interesting because I, I don't know when it was made. It probably would have made it forty-five or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that's there's something interesting about that. It's like the first. It's a post-war film that's very optimistic about mm. life. Well, that's what I, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, because a lot of stuff around that time. It's 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 supposed to be uplifting, isn't it? It's really yeah, cool. yeah. We've just been through a war. Yeah, we're going through a recession. Everything is kind of fucked. Yeah, let's make entertainment that's uplifting mm. and happy. Whereas you've got like everything, until COVID came along, everything was going okay. Yeah. And so art nowadays, typically it's very like Nolan-y and like introspective and, and right. it deals with like darker issues and stuff right. like that. Like you've had, um, I know it was a recent example, but like The Last of Us Part Two mm. came out. Everyone, university has said that it's like, it's a fucking miserable experience. Right. right. And it's basically just, oh, aren't we all shit? Right. For like 30 hours. That's the right. game. Isn't everything shit? Yeah. Aren't we all shit? But that's, we, we were able to have art like that because we were living in a world where everything was going all right. So we were allowed to create art that was a little bit darker. Whereas, I wouldn't post, say that. I, the point I'm leading up to yeah. is, do, do we think post COVID, we're going to see another uprising? Um, uplifting art like people just want to be happy let's just make happy M- things maybe maybe I, I mean I, the problem is we're not going to see the results for like three or four years so no no I, yeah. I yeah. think before that happens we're going to get the preachy yeah well the, like so the two trends I've noticed pre-covid the cop rage stuff so a lot more ideological yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, filmmaking and you know making points there's always a character who's trans and that yeah that is increasingly common and the other thing would be I think we're all very tired because everything is so quick. Yeah. And so there's a lot of nostalgia for the 80s. Yes. Those were the two big things. That, that's actually um, music. Yeah. Music um, as well, yeah. The, in terms of the like the 80s, in terms of like what's in the pop charts now, Yeah, it's people using like Samples re- redone versions songs. of old 80s beats and samples right. from 80s. Yeah. It's really big in music. Yeah, because... Hey, there, was yeah. no, there was no COVID in the 80s. Yeah. yeah the 80s. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's just but like you could also put like slightly m- miserable lyrics to a happier beat in the 80s and everyone would have still yeah gone along with it yeah, yeah the original Mad World is kind of upbeat it's got like a funky yeah. beat to it doesn't yeah. it yeah but if you listen to the lyrics of Mad World it's like fuck yeah yeah, yeah well I mean, they, I mean they brought up the idea of being happy sad in Sing Street um, yeah you can do that with 80s music and I feel like that's... Oh, yeah. yeah. 80s There's something the weirdly that, versatile about 80s music, isn't there? Yeah. So It's so much more versatile than modern music. When I was growing up, I thought the 80s were the worst decade for music. I genuinely thought mm. that, because it, it was all ABBA. And so, at the time, I hate when they were more 70s, but at the time I hated. Now it's like, I don't know how I ever... Yeah. I love 90s, like, I think because that's closer to my... Yeah. ...age and when I grew up. Mm. That's my decade for music with Britpop and grunge. But yeah, 80s definitely is the best, like, as far as I'm concerned, the best, yeah. best decade. But that's just my taste, I suppose. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I like thing. I the sixties for like Dylan. Yeah. Um, the Beatles. Beatles yeah. The Stones. Yeah. Uh, Cash was the sixties. Was set. Uh, like yeah. Yeah. Fifties, sixties, seventies. Yeah. Cash as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, sixties. Yeah, every decade. <laughs> every decade, every decade was good. Yeah. Every decade was good. I would say actually, to be fair, Dylan's still going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know, no one's going to remember Bob Dylan as being from twenty twenties, are they? Hey, he got a number one album this year. Did he? Okay, but yeah, I feel but like what's on- his competition though, Eddie? I feel like uh, that did, I mean, it, like he didn't have massive competition, but like the fact that he, like they called it a very good like okay name album like, from him. Give me a song from the latest album. Oh, I don't know. I didn't. Right, but <laughs> I think no, no, but no, but I his just- epitaph is going to be the answers blowing in the wind, isn't it? It's not going to be. Yeah, gone electric, Bob Dylan, or, or, yeah. <laughs> or H- Highway sixty one, Highway sixty one revisited. Yeah, yes, um, but yeah, Happy Sad definitely. That's not, Joy Division, all that. You know, that's my jam. The jam, yeah. my yeah. jam. Uh, yeah. So you think it, it's Wonderful Life is disqualified because it's just so popular? <laughs> no, no, I don't no. think. I mean, that. I, I also, but it is. I also a, like Nosferatu if that helps. I do think. Oh, that, well, that is old. Yeah, that's twenty-two. That yeah, that's very, very old. Um, <laughs> What's the oldest film you like, George? We, I think we said the other day it was Goldfinger, wasn't it? Yeah, so 64. 64, yeah. That's the oldest film, not that you appreciate, but that you you like. There are films older than that that I appreciate. Yes. I'm talking about films that I like, that yeah. I would actively seek out. Yeah. Because, like, uh, for, I know Taxi Driver came out after Goldfinger, but that's a film that I respect. Yeah. And I appreciate, and I see its virtue yeah. and its qualities. Yeah. But I wouldn't seek out Taxi Driver. Right. Um, Goldfinger, I would. Okay. Yeah. But with It's a Wonderful Life, I think, for me, it's like Alien where we're sort of past the point where we can I could watch that film now because it is so you know yeah. just woven into the fabric of part like any sci-fi show mm. or even just any long-running film series will do the it's a wonderful life trope yes i i know what you mean like you you've seen all the um you know it's it's influence manifest and the t- techniques are better and so you yeah know, but don't don't you watch those films in the mindset of this is the prototype? This is the the granddaddy. But that's exactly the thing. It's like oh, this is this is the prototype. This is like like going back to Alien. It's like yeah, this is good. But I've seen the every iteration of this has been done. But you've seen a thousand iterations of the Die Hard thing that it started. But you still enjoy Die Hard, right? Yes, but that might be because I saw Die Hard relatively young. So right. I hadn't been ruined by its... Offshoots. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Whereas with okay. Alien, I have. It's a wonderful life I have. Groundhog okay. Day, I didn't. Right. But, yeah. Mm. What what are, what would you call those? You've got Groundhog Day and It's a Wonderful Life are always the big two for me. Where that entire plot mm. is, like, repurposed. Yeah. What is that? Uh, well, they're just the they're prototypes, aren't they? They're the prototypical examples. They created a, a, a trend. Yeah, but I, I want to know if this, uh, this might be a Sam's lexicon okay. thing where a film's plot, a uh, general plot, yeah. is sort of uh, repurposed in other things. Proto-narrative. Yeah, like a proto-narrative. Yeah. Let's call it that. Okay. I just made that up. Okay. Let's go proto-narrative. Oh, no, I didn't play the theme song. <laughs> well, let me sit on it then. Let okay. me sit. For now, as a placeholder, we'll say proto-narrative. Okay. Just like put half the theme song in after <laughs> the fact. <laughs> the thing is, like realistically, those plots have been, uh, were done a thousand times before, probably, mm. in books and plays and, and more obscure films. Yeah. But they popularised it. Yeah. So, you know, even It's a Wonderful Life, it's probably been done 
Oh yeah, before you know, well, it's, a, it's based off of a short story. Oh right, there yeah, you go. It, 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 it popularized it to such a degree that yeah. everyone sees that as the origin of that story. Mm, yes, I mean it all goes back to yeah. Socrates and Aristotle and all. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, but yes. although my, yeah, well my favorite thing though with the, it's a Wonderful Life is obviously the fact that it wasn't successful when it came out. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it, it's you now a cult, it's now a cult classic. Yeah. Yeah, that's most films that are considered classic. I don't know whether it's retrospective trying to create a success narrative. I'm like, mm. this film wasn't very popular when it came out. And then it became, I don't know how true that is. Because mm. you usually read that about classic films. That they yeah. weren't well received. Raging uh, Bull wasn't well received when it came uh, out. And um, um, Psycho was. Yeah. Um, but that Psycho had the th- the whole thing of, yeah. you can't, if you try to show up late to the to watch the film, you didn't get late in. But the thing, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think I buy the, it wasn't popular when it came, it might not have made a lot of money. Well, yeah, no, it didn't make a lot of money. Yeah, it takes time for things to germinate. Mm. It's very rare that something comes out and everyone is unanimously, yeah, this is, like, Parasite would be a rare exception. Yeah. Where everyone is like, yeah, this is fucking a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, whereas films like Raging Bull, they say, oh, you know, it wasn't well considered, it, it won Oscars, it was up for best film and yes. in Europe. Yeah. The Shawshank Redemption is the big one. You know, it, only because of uh, DVD and video sales did that become... It was up for Oscars, you know? Yeah, but like how many films are up for Oscars where the general public will look and go, what? Oh yeah, sure. But like this idea that they were critically overlooked, I right. suppose. okay. Um, yeah, because it takes a while for things to stick, Yeah, you know? All right, um... So, in conclusion, I like Alan Parker films. Okay. <laughs> this yes. is your Cornell moment, is it? Like, for me, Chris Cornell, I didn't... Well, you're li- kill myself on the podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're trying to spice up the viewers, but like... <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I viewer experience. I, I knew of Chris Cornell, but I, I didn't really start himself. listening to him until yeah, okay. after he died. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I discovered him after he died. It was like, oh, this guy was actually... Yeah, the, his death expedited my, my getting to his films. Mm, yes. Uh, you know, rather than eventually. Midnight Express is an interesting one. It's it's not as good as The Commitments, but that's that's about a um, an American student in Turkey who tries smuggling hashish on the plane. Right. And he gets arrested for it, thrown in a Turkish prison. What's supposed to be for like three months or three... You know, ends up being 30 years... Uh, it's one of those stories it's okay. a, and it's a true story apparently. oh right or based on a true story I well, should point okay. out for something that's based on a true story it takes some liberties with the truth oh so I think the thing it's, it, it has received most flack for I think then as well was its portrayal of the Turkish as being you know um, uniformly terrible and violent right. and hostile like spitting at the prisoners and all that uh, I don't really care about like I know in the real world that p- Turkish people are not like that mm. it's trying to it's casting them as the villains right whatever it's the 70s yeah <laughs> and uh, so in real life um, the, the guy who wrote the book about his experience said there were loads of hom- homosexual encounters in prison I was never raped I was never sexually assaulted y- you just did it it was part of you know part of life but in the film he has a, a male friend who comes on to him at one point and he's just like no mm. like respectfully but no so it's like they couldn't make him do that because maybe we would l- like him less yeah. if he did that so that's very much a product of the 70s and like in real life he was transferred to a sanitarium and then was was like put on a dinghy and then when he got to where he was going he kind of jumped off and swam ashore and got home mm. in the film a guard takes him into a room to rape him Right, and he attacks the guard and kind of accidentally impales his head on a, a coat rack, mm. 
and then wears his uniform and just walks out of the prison. Okay. So you you can't. I'm all for like it doesn't have to be a documentary. But that's taking some liberties. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite the same. Yeah. John Hurt is in it. He's very good. It's bleak. It's yeah. Bleak. It offends you where it should, and it it offends you where it maybe shouldn't. Okay. Uh, but I I do recommend it. Okay. But, yeah, I might give him a chat. I might yeah. give him a go. Okay, Doctor Who. Before we get to Doctor yeah. Who, should we have a little, a little a little break for for like a little moment of fun? Okay. A little fun break. Has it not been fun so far? Well, you've you sort of like took the baton and just went okay. for it, didn't you? Okay. It's like, oh, have you heard of like cultural issues and social issues and <laughs> doing my job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just have a little little moment of just fun. Go he's he's going to bring up death. It's going to be a hypothetical question about... No, no, it's not going to be a hypothetical it? question. Okay. It's going to be a little, little fun little exercise. Okay. Have you heard of the... Exercise isn't fun. <laughs> so, so, mate, I'm already on like 8,000 steps with a day. Oh, fine, fucking... We'll, we'll, do, I'll just sit here quietly, shall I? <laughs> I'm trying to contribute to this podcast. <laughs> What's your fun? Um, have either of you heard of... Um, I don't think it's an official name for it, but like the Florida Man Principle. Yeah, I have. You have? Yes. Tell me the floor of the man principle. Is that the the um, in stories it inexplicably and when they can't identify someone, it inexplicably ends up being a Florida man from Florida. I, I believe that's the case. Yes, but I'm referring to something else. Uh, what I'm referring to is remember during the Sonic the Hedgehog review we did the the film review. Yeah, I said that there was that unwritten rule of the internet that if you type in your name the Hedgehog, there will be fan art of yeah. that character. It's uh, the Florida man principle is another one of those where right. if you type in Florida man. And then your birthday. Yeah. There right. Well, there will be a new story of a Florida man doing something That's absurd. It. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. I, know, I know where I we are. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried it? No. Would okay. you like to yeah, should, should we try it now? Fodder. Yeah. Okay. Florida man, my birthday. Yes. Okay. Fun little exercise to. Uh, for all the naysayers who are like, oh, it's just a boring podcast about while we come say hate black people. I'm like, no, we talked about Florida people. Yeah. While we sit, we're sitting tight, I'm sure we'll have a lovely interlude that can just play over. <laughs> Is it um when the article was published? No, no, it's the first Google result. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's when the article was published, though. That is the first Google result. Is it? My birthday is the day this article was published, rather than the. D- I don't know if it's the day. That oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume. I assume because you're googling the dates. Yes. It'll. Yeah. Okay. I kind of want to read the article on this. I've now. got something. Yeah. Okay. Who's gonna go first? Eddie, you go first. Uh, mine says June 26th. Florida man says he only grabbed his mother by head to kiss her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I kind of want to read this because underneath in the little bit there it says exclusive. <laughs> Um, we got the exclusive rights to this like incest story. <laughs> Mine is Florida man arrested for biting boys out of frustration. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say it's also given me a result for June twenty seventh. I'll say no, it's not my birthday, yeah. but June twenty seventh is naked Florida man stood in a fire and chanted gibberish. Mushrooms did it. Cop says. <laughs> <laughs> I think Florida man did it. <laughs> Um, mine is uh, from 2019 actually this was published Florida man arrested after allegedly shoving steaks worth more than $50 down his pants because <laughs> <laughs> my, my, the, the, the headlines are funny but when you read it it's just kind of bleak a Florida man's accused of biting his girlfriend's two young boys while the mother of the children has been charged with neglect oh shit <laughs> this guy faces two charges of aggra- aggravated child abuse the two the two year old boy had eight bite marks on his back buttock and face and 35 lacerations on his back. The three-year-old boy had a bite mark on his buttock. 
Detectives say Davis admitted to biting the boys out of frustration. This was a fun exercise, John. <laughs> I was just say yeah, because the only other one I've got... Well, I wasn't expecting you is... to outright read it. I <laughs> no. thought you would just be like, oh, isn't this... Yeah. Yeah. The, the only other one I've got for 26th of June is Florida man charged in Pinky the Flamingo's death is fatally struck, <laughs> struck by truck. Flamingo. You can't call Flamingo. The, the thousands of them must be called Pinky. That's not, that's not acceptable. It's like calling a dog Fido, isn't it? Yeah, or yeah. Spots or Rex or something. something. Before we move on, I'm going to do... We've just slapped off every male name. <laughs> uh, Eddie, type in Florida Man 11th of October, because that was the publishing... That was the date we published I'm the first. Liked, I'm getting liked by handsome dudes. It's not just like, you know... We Fuck had... a dude! <laughs> just get it over with, Sam. We all know you're going in that direction. Yeah, he's got a PhD. Okay. Uh, does, he, uh, do, yeah. does he have money? Well, he's got a PhD. Yeah, but find out if he's got money. If he's like got a good job, if he's got money. Uh, seeking something meaningful with the right guy, but no big expectations. Kind of a mixed bag here. Half German, half Italian, raised in Brazil. He's exotic. Oh. So maybe either very intense and passionate, but with a very shy edge. He's going to oh. know you're talking about him. How that? No one listens. <laughs> I'm not naming it. No. If you have a dog, that's a plus. I'm a human rights lawyer. so He's got a bank. So oh. always up to discuss politics and dense subjects. Fuck him. No, no, women don't write stuff like this, see? Yeah. Women are just like, eh, impress me. And they're like, let's talk about right. politics. How, Sam, Sam, like, all I'm saying is, fuck him, marry him, get the bag, and then divorce him. Honestly, How, I prefer um, chilled lads interested in a no-brainer life, watching TV, traveling, cooking, or having a laugh over a beer. Oh, she's like, I'll do all the thinking. You just sit there and watch the TV. Is I'll it? be his kept woman. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder though how much of it is like you were saying with like mm. men try more. Yeah, he's a handsome, See? handsome dude, handsome chap. Yeah, um, but I wonder I like how much of it is like yeah, don't you know. Say it. No. Oh, I um... <laughs> Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> so I dig at Quentin Crisp and make a civil servant. Mm. How dare no. you, Eddie? A famous gay uh, politician. Go on. Uh, how much of it is like you know? Oh, I talked about politics once. Therefore, I like talking about politics. Well, he's a human rights lawyer. Yeah. No, no, no. I know. I, I trust. <laughs> I trust him. Yeah. I trust Quentin. I trust him as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I do wonder, like, generally with men, how, you know, like, oh, I've just got to put details in. Oh, I once yeah. went snowboarding. Therefore, I go snowboarding. Yeah. I'm snowboarding, you know? Mm. Yeah. I get it. But most people are boring, aren't they? So, yeah, you've got to put something colourful in this there. This is why yeah. you want to be a Florida man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. So, 11th October was the date we published the first uh, Fun Filtered podcast. So, what is Fun Filtered's birthday Florida man? Okay, so there's two. What's the first one? Florida man accused of forcing small alligator to drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, give us the other one. We'll, we'll decide which one we prefer. Uh, Florida man arrested for pelting his mother with sausages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're both good. Yeah, they are both good. Uh, what's funnier? A drunk crocodile is pretty... Yeah. Um, yeah. How does that manifest? A drunk crocodile. Yeah. Because they kind of... They're just on their backs. They waddle a bit when they walk anyway. Yeah. Because they have to move to get their legs in position. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, uh, you know, stumbling down the street. Yeah. Where you just see their tails bobbing up from under the water. <laughs> just the tail. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm just picturing them on their back. Just kind of very slightly doing the... <laughs> you just yeah. walk up to it and just goes, don't. <laughs> not today. There's got to be some joke about what do you call a drunk crocodile. What's the answer? To, what's the punchline of that joke? Um, what do you call a drunk crocodile? A scale, a scalcoholic, a, <laughs> a alcohol, alcoholic, alcohol croc. All I'm gonna say is alcohol croc. I've written the words. What do you call a drunk? And press the space bar. The, the like the first option after just that is dinosaur. 
What do you call that, a drunk that dinosaur? Joke, isn't it? It's just Drunkosaurus, right? It's something shit uh, like that. Yeah. Can't be that, can it? Uh, drunk crocodile. Yeah. What do you call a drunk crocodile? Alligator. Uh, that's an alligator, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're yeah. different. There is not an answer. Okay, that's our mission. <laughs> Always be thinking about this for the rest of the podcast. Okay. What do you call a drunk crocodile? Listeners, send in your suggestions. Yeah. Engage with the fucking content. <laughs> yeah, all three of you. Yeah, please. Yeah, even the three of you ardent, fervent fan acolytes of this podcast, you don't engage with the content. Let's not piss off our incredibly <laughs> small fan base. Okay. Now. All right. That's fine. I'm going to see one of them work tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, so. they're all people we know. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, should we talk about Doctor Who? Yes. Okay. Our per- The perfect opportunity to escape cultural issues and uh, <laughs> <aggressive> propaganda. <laughs> Doctor uh, Who, the Doctor Who, the Doctor Who, the do. Doctor Who, the Doctor Who, the Doctor Who, the do. It actually starts earlier now, so you should have started by now. I don't pay attention to that sort of thing. We're going by the classic tune. Doctor it also who, doesn't Doctor go Doctor Who, Doctor, 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 Doctor Who. Doctor who. I'm ta- okay, I'm taking some liberties. <laughs> well, so Doesn't I. mean that you I'm giving to. you more. I'm giving you eight more bars. Doctor go. Who, the Doctor Who, the Doctor Who, the Doctor, Doctor Who, the Doctor Who, the Doctor Who. Jump in anytime. What? Well, you keep restarting. So go from the beginning. Oh, for fuck's sake, Eddie, go. just. No, go on. Do it again. We'll do it properly. The song starts now. Doctor Who, the Doctor Who, the Doctor Who, the Doctor, Doctor Who, the Doctor Who, the Doctor Who, Doctor, Doctor Who, the Doctor Who, the Doctor Who, Doctor, Doctor Who, Doctor Who, Doctor Who, Doctor, Doctor Who. I lied. You did lie. But you took the you. You know what you did? What did I do? You 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 took the spotlight away from Eddie's marvelous yeah whatever the fuck that was yeah. <laughs> That's about sums it up at this yeah, point. Yeah, pretty it? much. All right. Well, okay. So one benefit of series eleven. Yes. <laughs> um, there's more to say. Well, <laughs> the problem is what we have to say about it. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like a lot of what a lot of what there is to say about Doctor Who. It's no longer about Doctor Who. It's about what's motivating it. Right. So I think it's a negative in that respect. Is we're, we're sort of we're not really talking much about the show anymore in the same way that we were talking about the show mm. beforehand. Like it's not, like I I don't really have anything to say about. We're talking about macro, not micro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't have anything to say about like specific episodes or the monsters because there isn't really anything to say. It's more yeah. about what the saying, scripts I, are doing. You yeah, know? Well, I'm going to say as a whole, the monsters aren't great in this. Well, this is the only series of New Who to be completely original monsters. Yeah, and it's probably the worst rogues gallery of the entire mm. show. Yeah, it's yeah. so like episode two, like pieces of cloth. Yeah, <laughs> that's the monster for episode two. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <sighs> there's one thing I like in the first episode. That being that she makes her own sonic screwdriver. Okay, the, the thing is with. This should be, given the parameters and the scope of Doctor Who, mm. there's kind of no excuse for having shit creatures or shit villains. Yeah. Even if conceptually not mm. brilliant, mm. in design, or th- like something that makes them good. Yeah. Because you can do anything in Doctor Who. So yeah. there is absolutely no reason for it to be, you know, for this thing to not be good. I think like the, the, their attempt at like a new big villain was uh, Tim Shaw. Yeah. Which was the the Tooth Predator. Yeah. Who is cold. Yeah. I don't really know what that had any... Like, he's cold. 
His skin is super cold and it will give you frostbite if you touch him. Tim That Shaw. comes up like once. Yeah. I don't know why that's a relevant detail. It's no. Zim Shah is his name, right? Yeah. So she calls him Tim Shaw. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's part of the Stenza. Which is a decent name for a Doctor Who racer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's more the fact that she calls him Tim Shaw. I mean, I get what they're doing. Yeah. She either like, she ironically she mishears it or just decide to piss him off. Yeah, yeah. Me. But it's the Doctor. If it was a companion, you go, what, Tim Shaw? But it's her. She's encountered thousands of alien species and she's struggling with yeah. Zim Shaw. She can speak Jadoon. No. Uh, right. You know? Yeah. But we've, Shaw. we've seen David Tennant speak Jadoon. But yeah, yeah apparently Sim Shaw or whatever it is yeah. is beyond the Doctor's no. capabilities. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. Like, making her own Sonic Screwdriver is like the plus for me for episode one. Yeah. I did find it slightly funny that she gets her outfit from a charity shop. Alright. Well, like, emblematic of where the show is at. Well, just... <laughs> <laughs> just second-hand <laughs> bullshit. No, no, because, like, just... Like, you, he... His outfit comes from... Or, you know, the, the outfit yeah. comes from, generally speaking, stealing clothes? Or, right. Like, right. certainly for the... Like, well, Matt Smith, thing. Yeah, Matt yeah, Matt Smith, Smith stole his clothes. Well, yeah. it's socially conscious now, isn't it? So I help the community and all that. So, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, of course, she goes to a charity shop. Yeah. Uh, but then still has no money to pay for it, so has to get her fam... Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Well, that's the most. Does anything you could say? Yeah. 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 Well, it's pretty a much. woman now. That's the main thing to talk about, right? Yes. It's Jodie Whittaker now. It's Jodie Whittaker now. Woman the show. Now. Fuck. Takes its time. Yeah. Acknowledging that, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't feel like it's really until episode eight that they deal with it. Yeah. And even then, they don't really deal with it. She just offhandedly says, "Oh, people are patronizing to women." Yeah. Yeah. And that's the show dealing with yeah, yeah, the gender yeah, yeah. change, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. let's start by, like, let's do the, the peripherals before we tackle the elephant of Whitaker. Okay. Um, I'm 25 and I can't ride a bike. Uh, okay. So fuck it, I'm claiming dyspraxia. <laughs> this condition didn't exist 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Mm. So fuck it, I'm going to claim it. It's okay. mine now. Okay, I'm dyspraxic. Okay. So from now on, you I, just I, treat I, me. I know, it's, it, well, yeah, you're, you're sort of. Like, oh, this condition that's, like, come out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we didn't have cancer until we did. No, we always have cancer. Yeah, but we didn't know, like, cancer one day was, like, you know, oh, there's cancer now. Yeah, but cancer's pretty undeniable. Yeah. Being a bit, like, coordination sucks. <laughs> that's just, like, who, who you are, man. <laughs> that's, like, let's not give that a word. Okay. I don't, I don't know anything about dyspraxia. I don't. It seems like one of those new fangled, you know... Well, I wouldn't have as, as much of a problem with his dyspraxia if he had dyspraxia. Yeah, if it was consistent. Like, you can't fail to ride a bike in episode one yeah. and then shoot a gun with perfect aim in yeah. episode two. Selective dyspraxia. Exactly, yeah. 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 But I, I sent you, Joel, like this cultural pathology, it reminds me a bit of like a fish market. Okay. Like, get your neurosis, get your neurosis, oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. One, buy one depression, get an anxiety free. So fuck it, I'm claiming dyspraxia. Okay. And if you deny it, you're a fucking bigger. All right. All right. You're a fucking right. uh, twit. <laughs> you twit, you twazak. <laughs> um, okay. So it's just not right, is it? Is it no. I, I know it looks better. It does look better. Well. Yeah, I know. In, in a it, sense. It's a bit OTT. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But frankly, that's not Doctor Who. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's like, okay, you've jumped to 4K. You've jumped to these like 
cinematic cameras. I think yeah. these are uh, red cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think they're okay. similar cameras that they use to shoot Marvel films. Yeah. Um, All caps, yeah. Red. Yeah, red, red yeah. camera. Like, fair enough. Um, but, you know, you should probably have hired a cinematographer as well. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, rather yeah. than just... Like, I mean, filming in naturally beautiful locations and filming most of the scenes in, like, shot reverse shot close-ups. Yeah. That doesn't count as cinematography. Well, it just looks like it looks like nothing at all. The yeah. show, especially that first episode. It's Doctor Who via Happy Valley. Well, it's... Via... Yeah, exactly. Because that's another problem. Is like, Stephen Moffat's Doctor Who, it was good, but it was mostly bad. Like, having revisited, yes. a lot of it wasn't yes. great. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that's because Stephen Moffat was buckling under the weight of his own ambition. Mm-hmm. Like, if Doctor Who... If his Doctor Who was working as well as intended, then it would have been something, like, worthy of notes. Yeah. Mm. If Chibnall's Doctor Who is working at maximum capacity, if it's working as intended, it's a generic piece of television. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah is the best Doctor Who can currently be is just like any other TV show out there. That is it. Yeah. yeah. It, at, at the moment, it's... You can't even say... It, you can, I suppose, but it feels weird calling it bad. I suppose because of the way it looks, it, it's harder to see. But I think that's that's that, what they're counting on, isn't it? Yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. it looks nice, so it can't be bad. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is bad. It is but because oh, yeah. it's... There are plenty of sci-fi shows out there that are just exceed this in so many ways yeah yeah um, it's yeah it's nowhere near even as it used to be uh, Chibnall does not know how to write the Doctor no um, it's not just that I also think that he writes too like I get that he's the showrunner mm-hmm. but he reduced it to 10 episodes a series yes and then he technically I mean okay on one of them he's a co but that's he's technically involved in the script on 6 of them yeah. Like, yeah, he's pretty hands-on as as far as a writer goes, showrunner goes. Yeah, and like, that's not... I think that's usually something to celebrate. The the, the more single-minded, you know, the vision. Yeah, so imagine how bad it must be yeah, that exactly. we're not yeah. celebrating yeah, yeah. that this is like, like this guy's vision. Uh, Lindelof co-wrote, I think, every or maybe seven out of eight episodes of Watchmen, you know. Yeah. It's, and The Leftovers mm. co-wrote every episode. Yeah. His hands are all over it. Mm-hmm. We, that's something that we would usually... Yeah. Oh yeah, you want Lord. to advocate that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let the and, creator create. And, and yeah. well, that's the thing because like the one that he co-wrote is Rosa. So it's the one with about Rosa Parks, <laughs> and he co-wrote yeah. it with Mallory uh, Mallory Blackman. Yeah. Right. Who is a black writer? Yeah. And I was like, surely if if he knew that was what he wanted to tackle, would you not? And he wanted like someone black involved in the yeah, script. Yeah. Would you not do then what Moffat did when he was showrunner, which was if he wanted like someone to write about like a certain creature or a certain idea he'd just go here's your go here's yeah. the idea Here, this is the pitch mm. go write me an episode yeah well this is it I was going to bring this up earlier interesting thing going back to Dame Lindelof I saw something on Instagram about I think it was his um, he was thanking everyone like I can't believe Watchmen has scored all these nominations and all that as far as I know his reason for leaving it where it is as one season is I told my story and that is I'm done now yeah. that is a story I wanted to tell yeah um, it was self-contained. It's over. But all these comments were people saying like, "Thank you for for starting this." But I, I appreciate your decision to step down. For a, a sister night should have a woman that looks like a person that looks like her writing her. Right. Okay. As if that was the reason he gave for stepping yeah. down. Like you've just admitted that it, you loved it and it was brilliant. Mm. So why do you need this? Yeah. Exactly. I mean? Yeah. I guess I think I said that. Uh, yeah, I did. I said on, on an earlier podcast. 12 Years a Slave, 
it probably benefits from having a black man write it. Mm. Mm. Identity politics, you know, it, there's something somewhere to it. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, all right, a black woman, fine. Yeah. Writing Rosa, I get the impulse for that. It's not necessary as far as I'm concerned. No, I mean, uh, I've said when it comes down to writing for me, and that this is just like a me personal yeah, yeah, yeah. like thing, but like if I w- was tackling a story which was to do with, okay, take 12 years, you mm. know, like... Slavery. I yeah, I wouldn't do that because A, I don't think I would do a good enough job. Yeah. And um, B, there I think there are better candidates for people who can write that. And I feel like it certainly if you've got a, like some like there's an ancestral thing of to do with slavery, mm. slavery, then you might do a better job than I yeah, certainly would. I, in I that think regard. it's the case you write what you know. Yeah. And you know if I'm a journalist who has been in Iraq for 20 years, mm. a white guy, Yeah. then my script about Iraqi insurgency is going to be more, more mm. than uh, an, an American, you know, an Iraqi born in America that's 25 and yeah, it just is. Yeah. That's going to be, it's your expertise, you know? Like, yeah, I wouldn't write mm. anything about um, being a Muslim or anything. No. Because I just don't know anything well, about it. This thing, so there's, there's someone I know who was working on, like, the idea for a TV series, mm. and they're gay. And yeah. so, like, most of, the, I don't know if it was all the characters, but most of the characters they were writing mm. were gay. Mm. And I just went, but my response was, well, why do they all need to be? Yeah. And it's like, well, writing what I know. And I'm like, like in that in that regard why did it have to be like all gay why, mm-hmm. like because I can write a script where I've got you know I have got gay characters I've written a short play which is mm-hmm. about two lesbians but not every character in the script had to and that's where it starts to fall apart it's like if you're gay if you want to write about a fundamental like coming of age gay story probably helps if you're gay mm. yes it certainly helps if you're gay yeah but yeah, then it's like, oh, but I will only write that. It's like, no, the point of art in the first mm. place is to generate empathy. Yeah. I can sympathize with characters that are nothing like me. Black women in the 40s in Libya. I don't know anything what it's like to be, but I, I empathize with them because that's what art is, mm. is for. Yeah. You put yourself in other people's shoes. So yeah, it's nonsense to go, but I, and thus I will only do that. Yeah. But it was about the, just in this, this particular idea, they were like, making all the characters gay and I was going right but why in this one piece is everyone gay because unless it's at a gay club that's just not even realistic no but that's what I mean it, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know and I was like it's not realistic yeah. in the slightest if I was watching that I'd be like why is everyone gay like yeah. I'm well, not I'm not sat there going oh yeah cool yeah. everyone's gay in this story this is great God, there would, was, would the counter argument to that be well why do you write the script where all the characters are straight well I mean I would say, well, I mean, rule of thumb, I don't, I don't yeah, really specify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specify. No, I'm not saying you specifically. Yeah. I'm saying the no. character argument generally would be, well, people write straight people write scripts where all the characters are straight. Why yeah. shouldn't I write a script where all my characters are gay? Well, the only, the only, it's like, well, you can write what you want. I mean, it's, it depends what you're going for. If you're going for realism, hmm. it's feasible to write a script where everyone is straight because most people are. You know, if yeah, you write yeah, a script yeah. where every character, and, and it's not like Pose, where it's set in like a, a gay subculture mm. or, or a, a cross-dressing subculture or whatever. Yeah. Well, then, it, it, yeah, it's a bit silly if they just all happen to be gay. Yeah, we'll see. Take the script that I wrote about the two lesbians. Yeah. They, they it was set during a university, like Hall's house. Mm-hmm. They lived in the same house. They were both gay. 
but then there were other people in the house that weren't mm. and that was just like I was like because that's realistic you could that's quite feasible well you just think again an argument will always be well we are the majority we are the straight white man and so we can say that but you look at Alan Ball a gay man right mm. he wrote American Beauty and there are gay characters in that like yeah. it's a lot about closeted homosexuality the main characters aren't mm. it's a marriage he wrote Six Feet Under where you have a gay character and his boyfriend mm. and some of the, the gay friends no one else in that show is gay yeah because most people aren't mm. you know it's like th- yeah that's right you don't, if you're gay you it's not like a, that's, that's like a storyline isn't it it's like we need more gay friends we need to find, yeah, gay, find more gay where friends. do we meet gay people yeah yeah like that's, they, they go mm. gay paintballing which is brilliant oh yeah <laughs> have, we, have we mentioned that on the podcast I, I, maybe that's become like um yeah. like that's we've introduced that into our vocabulary haven't yeah. we like a show because Six Feet Under Eddie is yeah. a, it's a comedy but it's miserable right oh it's not a comedy Okay, well, it's just miserable. It's a basically. drama with a dark comedy. Yeah. It's a drama series. Yeah. Dark, dark humour. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, yeah. It, the, you know, they live in a funeral home. The show is called Six Feet Under. Like, death is a huge part of all of the stories that it's are being The show's about death. The basically. show is about death, yeah. And, um, so and, you, and gay paintballing. Well, yeah. that's the thing. That's the like, thing. Um, so obviously it's very morbid and very dark. But there's an, ep- there's an episode where they go gay paintballing. They call it gay paintballing. That's not us being like, you know oh we're not down with the lingo we're being reductive (laughs) they call it gay paintballing yeah and it's a fun episode where they're you know they're freaking out uncharacteristic like it plays wacky music yeah for the show really out of character because the because the main one of the main characters boyfriend is a cop yeah so obviously he's he's quite a masculine Mm -hmm. uh, you know butch kind of you you wouldn't he he passes I think is the yeah yeah the word um, so obviously he's like trained in guns and everything so he's taking it very seriously and doing very well and it's freaking out the other people yeah. because they're constantly under fire and yeah it's this fun kooky episode and, and they're running like yeah like it was yeah yeah around. it's like proper yeah. laying into the stereotype as well and then written by a gay man written by a gay man and then every single episode after that is miserable <laughs> and depressing yeah so nice. we like gay paintballing has become like the moment where the sh- there's a moment of levity in the show yeah like the calm before the storm basically that's yeah. what gay paintballing is gay pa- and also like it's the um, it's the stand by me summer which is like when things get bleak it's remember rem- remember gay paintballing yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> remember the heydays of yeah. gay paintballing uh, yes but uh, The Wire would be another good example where I think that's a majority black cast and about you know obviously about black characters uh, in Baltimore written by a white journalist Mm. who is more credentialed to write about the drug trade and all that stuff in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. He, and he, he was a cop before that. Like, you get the people who know yes. best, yeah. you know, about that stuff. But uh, it reminds me, when I was in uni, I think it was a group project. We had to write a TV series. And uh, I can't remember. Maybe it was one person's idea. It was like it was like a high street mm. of independent businesses, barbershops, all that sort of thing. And every character was an ethnic minority and a sexual minority. So it, it would be like a transgender Iranian man, you know, or every character was like that. Mm. And it, it was... Was that my year or the year? I honestly can't remember. I that, honestly sound, can't remember. I, that sounds horrific. Yeah, I, I thankfully wasn't involved with that project. Like, I, But that, that, that to I me say, is That's like, not me being like harsh about the idea of putting that, those characters yeah, out there. Yeah. Like just an entire... Like, the I, contrivance. I, 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 yeah, the idea. The idea, you know, I mean... Inventory. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's just... Uh, it's just that Equality Street, the Ricky Gervais song made <laughs> real. Are, are you familiar with Equality? Yeah. yeah. Let in love, we don't let, let in hate. No. Billy, 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 Billy,
Brilliant. Brilliant. But it was just that. It was that song made into a TV show. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. Back to Doctor Who. Oh, yes. Doctor Who. Yay. Yeah. I'd say that the grandson having to warm to the new grandfather, technically, mm. uh, is a dynamic I don't think I've seen before. And no. that's a good thing. Mm. But it's basically the mum's new boyfriend thing. It's the it? exact same dynamic. Yeah. yeah. I was re I re-saw um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom the other day. It was on, like the family was watching it. So it's I watched excuse, it. Is it? Yes. It was just happening. Yes, it was just... The, the, all I, it takes for evil to prosper happen. is for good men to do things nothing. Things happen, Sam, okay. okay? I can't help it if things happen. You can try and stop them happening. I mean, well, he I does have the dinosaur tattooed on his bum, but we won't go into that. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I, I rewatched. <laughs> I'd completely missed the punchline, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and obviously yeah. you've got uh, Chris Pratt, you've got Bryce Dallas Howard, and then you've got... Dinosaurs. The, and then you've got the dinosaurs, yeah. yes. But you've got those two supporting characters, the younger characters. Where it's the like, Fallen Kingdom is the sequel, right? Yeah. I haven't seen the sequel. Okay, so there's the... I think it's Justice Smith. Oh, yeah. But he's like... Uh, that guy, he's the tech wizard. And then they have a woman. I don't know her name. Um, of course. <laughs> I don't. I, I was. I'm gonna say. I was gonna say. I don't know if she's been in other stuff, but she might be like this really famous actress that I just have no idea who she okay. is. My point was going to be like he's the tech guy. She's the. Uh, she looks after the dinosaurs. She's the vet basically, and he is like very like jumpy and timid and like oh my god there are dinosaurs and he's freaking out all the time and she's very like stern and butch and level headed. Get away from her, you bitch. What? She's that, is she? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. she's that kind of character. Twenty years ago, those roles would have been reversed. So yeah. the woman would have been timid, and the the Justice Smith would have been like the you know the oh go away I'm busy that kind of guy. Yeah, it's the exact same stereotypes. Yeah, we've just swapped the genders now. Right, and I think that's one of the like insidious things about this. You know, giving into these not giving into these trends, but like jumping on these trends is they're not actually changing anything. It just allows them to rearrange the pieces. Reshuffling. They're doing exactly the same thing. They're just changing who does what. You know, I would say like like that. Like, that, like with Graham, for example, like oh, the 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 black grandson having to warm to the white grandfather. Yeah. That sounds new and exciting, but yeah. it's the exact same thing. Yeah, they've just changed the the details a little bit. Yes, I suppose they would say that that the only purpose would be to shatter the stereotype, and so it doesn't matter. Like as long as it's the, it's the woman doing this, the man doing that. Yeah. That that's their job done. Mm. But this is the point I was making. But it's the same stereotype. It's just we list. haven't changed anything. No, no, you know, it's just taking boxes. It's just a list of yeah traits that we like. Oh yeah, they get a, a a black woman who you know she's lesbian but she's got a kid. Uh, yeah, it's it's those things. Yes, yeah, yeah. What is this doing? Yeah, exactly. Than, yeah, it's rather not than doing anything. That box. Yeah, yeah. Um, and let's face it, the reason that twenty years ago it would have been a man being a bit more resolute and the woman being a bit more freaking out. Is that is reflective of most realities? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Most men and women in that situation. That's if if it's going to go that way. That is typically the way it will manifest. Right. Mm. I think, it's not. It's not out of the question that it would be the man freaking out. The woman would be okay. Oh no. Yeah. But, of course, there know. are examples of that. But I yes. mean, it depends how far into like. Do you want to dip into like biological? You know, like a man's instinct is to protect the woman. We're so going to get into biology. Yeah. So the man would, you know. Even if he's not brave, he would act brave. Yes. Okay. Eddie's passing me a note. No, she's nobody. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, thank God. I thought I was being... <laughs> she's I, thought, also, I, I uh, thought I was being uh, patriarchally privileged or whatever sure. the fuck. She's also Latina. So that's another box ticked. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 
Daniela Pineda. Yes. Pineda. Um, Pineda. Well, Pina Colada. You said it. And, I'm, I'm just, and he, and carry, he carries on to prove that all along when we said he was the racist, <laughs> yeah, we were correct. Uh, killing... Ah, Bleeper. I don't know. <laughs> don't stop me off, George. Um, killing... We all know what he gets like. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. Get my sombrero out now. <laughs> sombrero. Sombrero, indeed. Yeah. Uh, killing Grace was misjudged, I thought. I, I get why they have to do it for the season. Yeah. But like when it happens, how it happens, like in this episode. Yeah. In this silly little nothing episode. Yeah, exactly. She kind of like, you know, uh, stiffly like falls backwards yeah. and then you hear her hit the ground. Yeah. You know? It was not I, the I planes just, that killed. I just didn't think oh, they God, needed to you kill it. You're going to have to cut that out. You're going to have to cut that out. I don't know what you said. Uh, I was the, the line from the end of King Kong. Um, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, she fell off a tall thing. Okay, I did mean that. Yeah, yeah, I, I did mean yeah, that. Yeah. It wasn't a. Uh, yeah, I know your intention. A simian. Yeah, yeah. Bradley Walsh. <laughs> Bradley Walsh is alright. It's staying in, I so know, you, know, you know, know, get used to it. Bradley Walsh Make is alright. I quite like him. He's the best thing about it. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. yeah, the titles are shite. The TARDIS is shite. Oh, I don't mind the titles. They I don't. don't like they them. don't fit this new vision of Doctor Who mm. because they're, they're the trippiest titles that we've had or at least they're the most abstract titles yeah. that we've had mm. and this is the most normal Boy. the show has ever been yeah yeah like even like Russell T Davis it was like normal but it was like quaint yeah it was such a it was such a specific brand of normal mm-hmm. that it had an identity of its own mm-hmm. but this is just normal bland bland yeah mm-hmm. exactly okay so yeah let's talk about her let's talk about her uh, I'm, again, I'm going to have to ask that you indulge me for a second. Oh, you're on about Wizard now? Yeah. Okay. Because I have a thesis that well, we briefly discussed. Before we get to your thesis, yes. do you like Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, Eddie? No. Why don't you like that? Let's let's have Eddie's opinion okay. first. Okay. Okay. Shake things up a little bit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a part of me that just doesn't think she fits right. particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, is that instinct or is there like a specific thing you can point to and go that's why she doesn't work no, we, like I feel like for this, the series it just it feels off at times it's whether that I'm not saying it's down to you know the fact that you know it's the first like female or whatnot mm-hmm. yeah I'm. it's like there's something that doesn't feel right mm. there are times like particularly the whole like fam thing where it's just I know that's the writing but it's trying to, to make her something which she did, doesn't necessarily need to be like I get that she it's like oh I'm new I'm something different to the last person I was but this didn't need to be it at all okay um, so yeah I don't particularly because I would say that many, I think many people would argue that in some way she's too similar to previous doctors there's too much David Tennant in her for example she doesn't really have she an wishes. identity she doesn't really have <laughs> Uh, an identity of her own. She is just kind of kooky, David Tennant, Matt Smith doctor, you know? Yeah, but that, like... On a superficial level. Yeah, that's the that's problem. What I mean. like, she, it feels a bit off. I would go with more... I think it's a more generic version of those two. Yeah. But she's got a JJ. There is that. <laughs> and <I made laughs> Why have good writing when you can just when you, when cast the woman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, I mean, that does feel like the approach I've gone with. Oh, yeah. Um... Well, okay. I, I don't think that she's... I don't think she was the right choice. Because my th- thing with Jodie Whittaker is I think she's kind of like Martin Freeman in the sense that she can play a person. Yeah. That is what she was born to do. 
like Martin Freeman is perfect as is it Tim the, yeah. the UK office he's perfect as Tim yeah he's born to play that many people say he was born to play Lester no Baggins oh Bilbo yeah right. yeah um, who I think in Lord of the Rings terms is just a person right yeah yeah that's he was born to do those kind of roles I think it's the same with Jodie Whittaker mm. she looks like your friend's mum or a she, teacher or she looks like a person you know I mean this is the thing because I, I don't think she's I haven't suited. seen loads of Chibnall's writing outside of Broadchurch and Doctor mm. Who yeah yeah but I think Broadchurch is probably the best thing he's written okay but I think the yeah th- Broadchurch is the first series is good yeah yeah. Uh, but that's the thing with that I like the idea of the second series as well where it's kind of like uh, attempting to recontextualise the first season yeah. even though we know the facts yeah. but it, that, that's a show that's become a victim of its own popularity yeah well we can't we just gotta do the first series again yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing with that is she is very good as Beth Latimer yeah, 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 exactly. Those yeah. kind of roles. Yeah. Uh, and, Perfect you know, for that. she's like Journeyman isn't a great film, but she's well cast in that yeah. as well, I would say. Yeah. I see um, your point. Yeah, she is, you know. Every woman. Every woman. Yeah. So when which you is, thrust her which in. Which is not a bad thing at all. No, it's no, not a bad thing. You're saying she does life, not larger than life. Yeah, exactly. When you thrust her into this role where she has to play this larger than life, you know, she has to fill a room with her presence. I don't think she can do it. Mm. And I think the writing is trying so hard to compensate for that that's how you end up with things like oh me fam yeah. me fam going to the nebulas for a laugh I don't know I think that's the main problem with Whitaker you're still an impression of a black person that was supposed so to be Chef- Sheffield <laughs> oh was it yeah Jesus I'm surprised it didn't sound like Texas how do you how do you Sheffield isn't she- Sheffield just northern isn't it is it right yeah. it might it, it probably has regional oh, specificity. Me, me, but... me fam going to the we're going to the TARDIS carry on so we can go fire Dalek in it I don't know what that was close to. Okay. So the full Monty, that's Nathan. That's what he says to us. Nathan. <laughs> yeah. So you, you shithead. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just. Get in the fucking TARDIS, you shithead. Get in the fucking guy, you shithead. <laughs> yeah, whatever you just did. Um, okay. Do you want to hear my thesis then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, go on. The follow. Right. I think I've written this to make sense. Okay. <laughs> Well, I would uh, hope so. You know, that it, it, it follows on. I don't know whether it was just random, but yeah, okay, I'll, I'll just read it. Okay. The following I say as a straight white man. That's the thing to bear in mind. Oh, okay. Um, I've, oh, have even you been reduced to trigger warnings now? <laughs> even me. Whitaker is not bad. She's emulating a precedented performance style. Okay. But there is a problem. It's not because she's a woman, though one obviously does have to make that extra leap. It's because she's, in my opinion... A quite attractive woman. Not drop dead gorgeous. Is this not hot? Is this better than. It's like, oh, it's not that she's a woman, it's that she's an attractive woman. I, I being, don't know if this is better. I am being objective about this. Okay. Um, and a quirky, attractive woman defies understanding. Right. This is not my typical chauvinist bullshit. Right? Mm. <laughs> I'm talking about deeply embedded, primordial conceptual structures insofar as I have absolutely no credentials or real education in this area. Okay. okay. But I think there's a real point here on like a mammalian level. The factors that make Doc Brown, Back to the Future character, not the rapper, yeah. Doc Brown being either weird looking or neurotic begets social isolation, begets books, begets social isolation, begets books, etc. Simply don't correspond to someone like Jodie Whittaker. There is an apparent relationship between the way Doc Brown looks and the way Doc Brown is. The mad scientist with the crazy hair and the bug eyes is a cliche, and it's a cliche because it makes total sense. 
I am of course not saying that A, all social rejects are clever because some loners are retards. And B, I'm not saying there are no beautiful women that are smart and have colorful personalities, but I harbor no reservations about claiming they are exceptions. They neither need to affect quirk to make up for defects in other areas, nor victims of the circumstances that make one peculiar in the first place. That's what the problem is. It feels like posturing. Like male actors playing women in Shakespeare plays. It's a transparent affectation. It's playing dress up, going through the motions. She is cosplaying as the doctor. Now, that is what occurred to me in her first minute of screen time. Okay, right? you're right. When she was okay. on the train. When she fell, literally fell from space, landed on a train, train. and is fine. Yes. Yeah. All of that can be reduced to... She's not a Mary Sue, though. No, she's not Point that Sue. out. She's not a Mary Sue. She just survived the fall from space. Yeah. All can be reduced to she's not believable. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's her fault. This is what comes of identity politics. Invariably, nothing ends up feeling right. Because mm. they're going against the grain, right? They're going against your natural instinct for what is correct. Uh, it turns out the stereotypes and cliches have a basis, in fact. Now, that I'm not encouraging uh, cliches and stereotypes. Mm. I'm a, you know, I'm a wannabe writer. Most of my energy is spent trying to avoid them. Yeah. I just want some recognition that some things work, and trying to subvert them or counter them often leaves one rudderless, no matter how much these fuckers claim otherwise. Yeah, and I just want to say that I think one of our bylines for the podcast should be we are unapologetic apologists for the patriarchy. <laughs> do you both, do you two subscribe well, to that? You, you've I now, like it. Well, you've now just given away that they were right all along, but there is a patriarchy. Yeah, and patriarchy, as someone, I can't remember who said, gave us, you know, civilization. So, <laughs> um, fuck it. I'm all for the patriarchy. <laughs> Um, okay, so in, res- in response to your thesis, yeah, doesn't David Tennant put a puncture in that a little bit? Why? Because he's an attractive man. But an attractive man is different from an attractive woman. How so? Because um, generally, even an ugly woman doesn't have to try to get laid. Well, some of them do. Very few. Okay. If you're a woman and you want to have a shag, you can. If you go on a night out, you can get one. Okay. Yeah. Man, even some attractive men, that is not the case. Right. That is the difference here. Okay. Men have to try. So even attractive men still have to put the work in. Yeah. Okay. Unless they're trying with other men, as we've learnt from Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, like, there are, there are, this isn't, a, you know, a totalising view. I'm just saying that if she was fuck ugly, yeah. right, it would be more believable. You would be like, that's the doctor. <laughs> it would be more believable that she's quirky. I know, right. I know that that's the, that is the doctor. And, you know, the... In the logic and and um, mythology of the show, it could turn into the most beautiful. It could turn to Margot Robbie, and it would still be the same character because it is the same character. Yeah, yeah. But as a viewer, your relationship changes because of who the actor is. Mm, yeah, and so it's easier. Christopher Eccleston is a bit of a weird-looking guy. Yeah, easy to buy. David Tennant, okay, a bit you know an attractive guy, but you don't really notice that. I don't think. Okay, with him, Matt Smith weird-looking guy. Yeah, Capaldi, weird-looking guy. Well, old guy. Old guy, like yeah. He, like, he has a lifetime of yeah. whatever behind him. Yeah. So you believe him when, you know, yeah. you can see it on his face. Whitaker, young, fairly pretty woman. Okay. You know? Harder to buy as as a weirdo, kooky scientist. I mean, person. I certainly agree with your sentiment that it feels like she's cosplaying as the Doctor. Yeah. I definitely feel like that. Mm. I've never really bought her as the Doctor. Yeah. Um, even in the next season, which obviously we'll discuss next time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've actually got to watch that. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah. I, d- I didn't actually... Eddie has. Yeah, have. I didn't actually watch all of this season because I watched it when it was airing. You bitch. So I watched the three episodes that I hadn't previously seen. I couldn't okay. do anymore. Okay. So I don't know how <laughs> I'm going to... I might just yeah. not re-watch series 12. No, so I re-watched series 11, but I watched series 11 when it came out. The yeah. series 12 is the one I stopped yeah. after the to-do. <laughs> so I'm like, okay... I can put up Oh with... no shit Yeah there's one Series 12 episode I haven't seen And it's the worst one Apparently Which is Par- Paraxis Or Parallaxis Do you know what happens In it roughly It's about plastic It's like an anti-plastic episode Oh, oh yeah Yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah I agree I agree with your sentiment I don't know if Her attractiveness Is the primary reason okay. That she doesn't work Okay For me the primary reason Is yeah. that She can't play Larger than life characters Or at least She is ill-suited to playing larger than yeah, life characters. That's, that's fair enough. And like I said, like Matt Smith looks like he fell out of the sky. Yeah. You know? I know that David Tennant puts a bit of a thing in that, but he does look like he fell out of the sky. Jodie Whittaker looks like your friend's mum or that teacher from school you had a crush on. Right. You know? She doesn't look like... She, I think she'd be a better companion. Yeah, yeah possibly. Yeah. 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 yeah, she's good at doing, as we said. Or if, they, or if they wanted to go more back to the Russell T. Davis formula, like the the... The mother at home, or just mm. the person at home that you know the companion have to well, the, the reconcile thing, with. The thing I like is obviously before it, we kind of like knew it was Whitaker. Yeah, there was a brief point where there was something going on with Bradley Walsh. Yeah, um, and he was in the running, mm. and so obviously when he got confirmed as the companion and she was the doctor, it was like nah. I think most people thought it was going to be the other way around. Yeah, they fucking tease you, don't they? Yeah. I think there's a couple of episodes. I might be misremembering. They might be like later in the show. But there's a couple of episodes where they're like, oh, Bradley Walsh, you're the leader, aren't you? Like, fuck off, show. You know that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... Well, I mean, spoiler for series 12, but Captain, when Captain Jack comes back, he thinks Bradley yeah, Walsh he is thinks the Bradley doctor. Yeah, he thinks Bradley Walsh is the doctor, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like that theory that I outlined, you know, it's kind of a pop fan theory to some extent. Like, obviously, I haven't deeply thought about it yeah. is what occurred to me I think it's fair enough like your objection is that you just don't think she can do larger than life mm. but I think I'm mainly I suppose talking about people who watch it and, and can't put, put their finger on why it's sitting wrong with them okay mm. like it just doesn't feel right mm. and I think that is the reason yeah I mean yeah like it's, it's fair enough that it's different for men and women but yeah. there are like a lot of women who watched Doctor Who when David Tennant was on mm-hmm. the show who had a crush on David Tennant. Right. They still saw Doctor Who as Doctor Who. Yeah. But one of the main reasons was like, oh, David Tennant's on. Isn't he dreamy? Right. You know, like proper yeah. fangirls, you know, okay. shipping him with yeah, yeah. everyone and anyone. What um, is the um, the ratio? Uh, is, is Doctor Who mainly men? It's got to be, right? I would say so, yeah. yeah. I don't know anymore because the first... I would say probably would have been young boys. Well, like I know yeah. like there are a couple of my sister's friends who had never watched Doctor Who who started watching when Whittaker uh, mm. came mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But we can't deny what's happened. Like, if, if we see it happen, can't. we can't deny it, can we? What do you mean? Well, you know, like, oh, God, women are watching it because a woman's in it. But, like, no. Like, yeah, that, I, I literally saw that happen, you know? I suppose, like, because that's the thinking, isn't it? You know, oh, it'll be a role model for young girls and something. I don't think... Maybe because you just forget being a kid. I don't recall having male role model in that way. Yeah. Seeing someone like, oh, I want to be John McClane. Yeah, I never personally really had that. I never wanted to be Han Solo or Luke Skywalker. So you're kind of always in doubt that really young girls are going to watch because it's a female doctor. Mm. You hope that's not true, you know, <laughs> in a way. Well, I think a lot y- of it, young young girls maybe. I think a lot but, of it now genuinely is just people who subscribe to 
yeah, that ideology, it. you know? Because like, you just hope, because usually that ideology, like we said before, it, it oxidizes on contact with air. Yeah. So you kind of hope that when, when the chips are down and, and it's just a consumer deciding what they're going to watch, that that is not, and that is not a factor. Yeah. But it apparently is. But it apparently is. Yeah. No, I mean, like, they've, you know, they released, like, promotional art or pro- a promotional photograph of the new, like, behind-the-scenes team. Behind-the-scenes. Behind-the-scenes team. Behind-the-scenes. Well, yeah. that's a yeah, Freudian set. <laughs> Where um, they, you know, they, they do, like, oh, we'll have after-show discussions about mm. the episodes and the people who are doing Doctor Who magazine. And it's all, you know, like... Oh, she's clearly a lesbian. She's black. She's Asian. She's it's everything under the sun. Yeah. It's the full rainbow, you know. And yeah, I think a lot of people. I think there are. Yeah, did a did a did a fist. I did the black power. You symbol, did yeah. black power. Yeah. You yeah. just admitted that now. I don't have. You know. Yeah. Thirty Rock got removed for that shit. Yeah, but what that's because he had a black hand. Okay. <laughs> My hand's white. I'm just doing the black power symbol. I see. Okay. You can do that, can't you? That's your solidarity with you know all that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you got to do something. You've been cancelled four times in the last four episodes. Yeah, this is my way of... Clearly my enthusiasm uh, <laughs> as I do this. Yeah, go on. Um, but yeah, like, I've seen people on YouTube who are clearly, like, ardent fans of the show mm. who uh, ju- they just criticise it. Like, they, like they, I think a couple of them have even said, I can't stop watching. Yeah. It's Doctor Who. I followed this thing my entire right. life. I can't give up on the show. But I get, that means I have to sit through all of this bullshit. So you've got those people who've stuck with the show who are just never going to give up on it. Yeah. Hope for better, watching. Yeah, for be- yeah. Hope watching. For better or worse, they have to stick with it. And then I think genuinely it's... I feel like... I don't know if Chibnall has admitted this, but I feel like part of the intention for Series 11 is to go back to what Doctor Who used to be, quote-unquote. Right. So it's more, you know, like, oh, it's an educational show that will benefit children. Yeah. The Rosa Parks episode, I think, is a testament to that. Yeah. And yeah. Demons of the Punjab as well. Yeah. Which covers... I wasn't too... I knew of it, mm. the massacre, mm. but I wasn't, like, intimately yeah. familiar with it. So it definitely feels like, oh, it's going to be educational again. But, but I mean, this is... This sh- I don't feel like this show is catering to children. I don't feel like it's appropriate for children. It doesn't look know? right. It doesn't look like it's for kids. No, no it doesn't. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, with the Rosa Parks episode in particular, yeah. if you want to know more about Rosa Parks... And like, uh, well, no, but like, if, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, if you want, if you were like sat down watching TV, you want to know about Rosa Parks, and you didn't really know much. It's a nice little in. Yeah, it's an entryway. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, there's this woman called Rosa Parks. Maybe you want to yeah. look into her. You know, it's like, oh, again, right, we'll same, same with Demons of the Punjab. If you want to know about what happened there, yeah, little bit of an in. Can we just talk about how funny the Rosa Parks episode is? Yeah, I just want to see if I've got any more ancillary uh, points here. Um, yeah, no, that's a Rosa point. That's a Rosa point. That's a Rosa point. Basically, this all my notes are, it's because she's attractive, and now let's talk about Rosa Parks. Right, okay. Um, yeah, the only thing I want more broadly, she doesn't feel like a leader or a guide. Well, I think that's intentional. Like they say... It's in, a family now. Um, a couple of episodes, it's a flat team structure, mm. isn't it? So like, no one's the leader. No. It's basically Scooby-Doo now. Yes. <laughs> That's what Pretty it is. much, yeah. But yeah, there's, yeah. Not, there's nothing special about the Doctor. No. Anymore. No. You know? I, I will say, before we get on to the Rosa Parks episode, the giant spider episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wanted to briefly talk about that. Oh yeah, the, we, the, oh. the use of Stormzy to get rid of some spiders. Yeah, that um. felt proper. Like also Ryan, the fact that Ryan was the guy. Who'd say, this is the problem. He would though, wouldn't he? That's the problem. Not like, not because of that. If, if we're being serious, Ryan yeah. would genuine genuinely like if one of them not was just his demographic, but as a character, yeah. he would listen to Stormzy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, but he's he's a bit of a chav, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're now like this is what like the constant barrage of these shows has done. You look at that and go, is that racist? Yep. Him playing Stormzy? Yeah, that, uh, again, another side effect is that if a show has a black lead now, then my instant reaction is, and it's like not a good reaction, Yeah, but it's like, oh, it's because they're black. Mm. I assume now it's because of their identity Mm. uh, quality. You know what I mean? Rather than, and then you just have to hope the show proves you wrong. Yeah. But that's the thing though. It used to be that if you had a black lead, it just wasn't, it just didn't matter. Mm. It wasn't a big deal. Anyway. Like, oh, um, blah, blah, blah. He's a good actor. Yeah, I'm yeah, happy yeah. with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I'd say a prime example of that, Idris Elba and Luther. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you never think about Well, I feel it. like Idris Elba has transcended uh, his race now, right? He's like, he's, he's like with Morgan Freeman, where he's just an actor. I see what you're saying. You know, when you think of Morgan Freeman, you don't think, ah, a black actor. You think, well, it's Morgan Freeman. I think, right. I am God. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Oh, Bruce do you think what, what do you think Denzel Washington yeah I think he's I know that he's involved in that sort yeah, of yeah, uh, yeah. stuff but yeah I'd say he's transcended his race as well he's just an actor let's clarify what we mean by transcended race when I think of that actor I don't think of what they are I think of who okay. they are yes yeah you know yeah yeah good yeah um, I just any, any, like any possible window of people to go I know oh you mean he's better than black you know but that's the problem like the, the fact that we're having to qualify at every turn I hate it like, hate it it's like we're giving them ammunition yeah know? yeah well it's like saying that they've got a point yeah you know uh, yeah that spider episode um, they find their way to get their anti-Trump uh, anti-gun bullshit in there yeah are we that fucked as yeah. a people where yeah. we can't even have a Trump facsimile character without him hating Trump. Because yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. he says in the episode that he hates Trump, right? Yeah. And I, I'm going to throw Trump, I'm going to get him Is out that of the house. idea that even cunts hate Trump? I think so. That's how much for cunts Even Trump, Trump hates is. Trump. Even the Trump, yeah. Yeah. like, facsimiles hate him. The thing is, so my understanding is, she wants to, she wants to you know, um, exterminate the spiders humanely, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he just wants to shoot them. Yeah. She just doesn't like guns because... She doesn't like guns. Yeah, the doctor's yeah. always. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, it was a big thing with Tennant, wasn't it? And yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah that was and a huge character beat when he picked up that gun yeah, in his that's final right. episode. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I, I suppose I understand that. I mean, not, not when you think in, in in a intergalactic context where a gun would be a relatively tame weapon compared to a lot of things. Yeah, but, but I see the, I see the point. Yeah. Mm. Um, it just feels like yeah it's much more effective he just wants to shoot it and it dies and like <laughs> that's that's sorted that then. no 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 Sam it's far more humane <laughs> to lock those spiders in a room where they cannibalise themselves to death yeah that's yeah. far more humane than just shooting them in the head that's a brilliant little microcosm of uh, the left and the right the right will just shoot <laughs> you in your misery the left will make you eat your own yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect actually yeah. Um, oh, it's actually a great episode now. It is. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the fact that the episode is not about that. It's about spiders in a hotel. You know, they say like Jaws, yes. it's about a shark, but it's also about a community dying. And well, that's what it's really about. That's it's about really the about. dying town, yeah. This episode, what's it called, the episode? Arachnids in the UK. Yeah, it's really about 
spiders in the hotel. There yeah. is no under layer. No, no, like, no. That is what it's about. Well, no. It, Until the end. Yeah. Where they slot in that thing and then Brady Walsh goes, oh, we're doomed. Or something like that. Yeah. Like, you had to fucking put, pin that coder on. What is it? The spiders... Someone's dumping their rubbish and that's making the spiders grow? I don't know. I think that's it, oh, right? Is it, is he's he's, it, he's uh, dumping waste under the hotel. Oh, so it's an anti... And the spiders uh, are... Anti-fly tipping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ironic, because fly... Fly spiders tipping, fly, the spider. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Make that pun better for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, it's in there. Yeah. The, the audience can do the work. Okay. We trust the audience. Okay. Yeah, get rid of Chibnall. We are clearly... Uh, <laughs> uh, that, and then just the only other point I've got about all the other episodes is yay Alan Cumming. Which one's Alan Cumming? He plays the king in um, the witch episode. Oh, King James. Yeah. yeah. Did they say to him, right, can you do like a comedy stereotype of a gay man? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Because he's really going for it. I enjoyed him. I oh, it was him. fun. Yeah. But it was a bit like, are you sure you want to you want to do this? Yeah. But he's gay, so I suppose he's allowed. Like, oh, mm-hmm. the witches. Oh. <laughs> it's just that. Yeah. Is the joke that, I don't know, that like kings, especially those sorts of kings are, like Farquaad, like they're a little bit um, effete. Maybe. You know? Well, he, he with Farquaad, it was the fact that he was tiny, right? Yeah. That was yeah. The, he just yeah. reminds me of a Shakespeare king. Yeah, so a bit, yeah. a bit, a bit uh, fruity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Rosa. Doctor, you're a witch. <laughs> it will burn you. <laughs> Maybe part of it is that he's having to do an unnatural accent. Maybe. So, you yeah, know, yeah, but, yeah. Okay. I'm invincible. Let's go with an eye. Yes, Rosa. Yes. Okay, when Ryan... This is the funniest episode of Doctor Who in a while. Ha- yeah. It is hilarious. It is equally hilarious and infuriating. Oh, yeah. It's funny as fuck, and then it becomes fuck you. <laughs> um, when Ryan hands the glove... <laughs> That's my favourite bit. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's so funny. So a white, there's a white couple. Well, obviously, they go back to the time of Rosa Parks. Mrs. Alabama? Yeah. Alabama. Yeah. And uh, this white woman Montgomery? drops... Montgomery? Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, she drops her glove. Yeah. And then Ryan just absentmindedly picks it up and goes, oh, here you go, madam. Yeah. And then without a beat, <laughs> the husband turns around and just decks him. <laughs> and it is a laugh out loud moment. Oh, God. It is it's, absolutely laugh out loud. It's not just like he turns around and boom. It's like it's slow motion, dramatic music. Yeah, you see Ryan's like skin contorts <laughs> from the like strength of the punch. Yeah. That's so funny. It is unfortunately laughable. Yeah. Um... I get that was like the I you know their quick knee jerk way of saying oh racism, but but they have an hour to establish I know, racism. I know. All they needed to do was have people look at them weirdly. Yeah. Like, or like when they go to the bar and she's like, "We don't serve Negroes." Like yeah, we'll surely that. that's enough. Yeah. To be like, okay, racism exists. It's good to to mark the evolution of the poor quality moments of Doctor Who in terms of the response they elicit from me. Mm. In the early years, when it was bad. It was cringy because yeah. it was like you know uh, production was lower. You know, yeah, lower yeah, standard. Yeah. yeah. Then they made me bored and okay. indifferent. When it was bad, it was like a yeah. more of this shit. This is the first time I have laughed out loud, as I and I guffawed. Okay, it happened and I just lost it. <laughs> it, it was hilarious. Yeah, because it's it's like you know the whole episode. It's what someone in comprehensive school would write about um, racist. Yeah. The the the, the, the the bad guy is a time travelling racist. Yeah. And the way they defeat him is they have to learn about Lo- Rosa Parks' life. Yeah. That's the episode basically. 
Yeah, like the next big laugh is we don't serve Negroes. That is her line. Yeah. Um, it's the ropiness of the accents. That's part of it. Yeah, definitely. This is so bad. And it's like whatever said, the equivalent. Though, whenever you get like Americans doing British accents, and it's always that really affected RP British accent. Yeah. This is the inverse of that. Which is weird. Where it's a British person. I assume she's British. Yeah. But it's a British person doing a very affected Southern accent. It's bizarre because British people are typically better at doing American accents than Mm. the reverse. Well, you're starting from a basis of neutrality, aren't you? Yeah. Whereas with Americans, most Americans usually have very distinctive accents. Yeah. So they have to disguise that. Whereas with a British person, you sound fairly... Neutral. Vanilla. Yeah. So it's much easier to affect something because you're not hiding anything. Right. I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. But yeah, it's the, it's the ropiness of the accents, the high school level of nuance, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, um, so that was all funny. Yes. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I get the point they're making, but it's, you know, it's dumb, but hey, this is the episode. Yeah. And then we get to that moment where Ryan says to Yaz, why is it that I get stopped by the police way more than my white mates? Yeah. Like, oh, for we're doing this now because it's not that's 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 what I hate about these episodes it's not just oh look at racism yeah it's oh look at racism glad that's not a thing anymore yeah like no it's not but Ryan not a single instance whenever they visited present day was Ryan decked by a white guy No, no it's only when they went back to uber racist Alabama yeah that he was decked but that's the other thing as well that I hate about this episode like Yaz is Indian she's played by an Indian actress and she is Indian in the show as well isn't she yeah, British Indian, yeah. British Indian, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of Indian descent. Yeah. But she is mistaken for Mexican. Yeah. And even though they don't like Mexicans, like they, 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 they sort of hide in a hotel at one point during the episode. And I think it says no blacks, no Mexicans. Mm-hmm. So she has to hide as well. But out in the streets, she's left generally unmolested, as it yeah. were. People don't really bother her. So it kind of implies that there's like a... There's like gradations of racism yeah. in that society, but we only ever see any everyone at their most racist. Yeah, well, there's that bit where I guess they're trying to make make a point about the you know um, there's there's it's not just black and white. There are yeah. other pigments. Whether on the bus, and she's like, "Am I white or am I black? I don't really know." I guess yeah. to sit in a white seat, hmm. and there are zero consequences for her sitting in a white seat. Yeah, but that you that's probably just because like oh, this has to be a racism thing. Yeah. We don't have any room for non-racism in here. Yeah. So we'll just oh we'll just ignore Yaz for but, this episode. But, th- but surely that would have been the more interesting angle to take. Let's go back to a time where racism was uh, rife. Mm. And let's explore the gradations of racism. Maybe there were white people who were sympathetic to black people and like okay, I know that this bar is segregated, but yeah. you know, if you keep it stum, you can just go wherever you want. Or you have people who are more, you know, Oh, I'm okay with Mexicans, but I hate blacks. Yeah. Or even just like, you know, I'm okay with blacks, but I hate Mexicans. Like, surely that would have been the more interesting episode. They do it again in... I'm sorry, I'm going off no, on the no, thing. No, 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 They do it again in Kablam, which is the Amazon episode. Yeah. It's not Amazon, it's Kablam, yes. but it's Amazon. Yeah. Um, where, okay, this is going to be another anti-corporate episode. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up being almost pro-corporate because the villain is the white terrorist. Yeah. Who's going to, you know, blow up the company and blame the company yes. for it. Blow up people and blame the company for it, I should yeah. say. There are instances of that where the show almost promises, to be, it threatens to be interesting. <laughs> yes. But because it goes against what it initially set out to do, it can't capitalise on those opportunities. What do you think? I am not, um, you know, like massively educated on, you know, the, the bus boycotts and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. 
I don't want that to be an excuse for people to go, oh, if you don't know. I probably, and I'm going to say this because fuck you. I am probably more educated than most people listening are about this. Right, okay. I'm just, no, no, because like, I think when people say I'm not, a, I'm told, when I say I'm not educated. No, no, no I'm, I'm only laughing yeah. because like as these episodes go on and you're just yeah. getting, you're getting less and less. Safe. Yeah. No, no, yeah. not just safe. Just like before it was like, you know, you were give, you were trying to like be fair about it. Yeah. But now you're just like, look, I just know more than you. Okay. I'm just well, better educated no, than you. What, the only reason I said that is like, I didn't, that wasn't to sound pompous or big headed. No. The reason I said it was because when I say I'm not very educated about this, I'm comparing myself to people who really are educated about it, mm. not to most people. Yeah. So when I say I'm not, I don't mean I'm, I don't know anything about it. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm comparing myself to the very best. It's like if you, if you give me like 20 shit writers, mm. all of a sudden I look like I'm a great writer, but I'm comparing myself to people the best who writers. Are very educated. Yeah, yeah. In I that context, yeah. you know, that's the only reason I specified that. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't know, you know, how many people held those firmly entrenched racist attitudes. Mm. I'm willing to believe it was most people in the South. I'm willing to believe it was most people. I'm not willing to believe it was everyone. I'm not willing to believe that they were as, like, horrible and bigoted as this episode's portraying them. And and this is a controversial point that people aren't going to like, but it's true. In order for the disempowered to become empowered, it requires the empowered to give them power. That's just a a matter of history. White people had to decide... Yeah, like Rosa Parks. Yeah, Rosa Parks could have sat on as many buses as she wanted, and Martin Luther King could have made as many speeches as he wanted. We are not if he didn't convince white people. Right, that's it. We are not detracting from they did it. We will even say MLK, Rosa. They caused, they engendered. Yeah, they made that change. They they changed the minds, but they had they were certain minds that had to be changed. They have to change the minds to for it to work. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, you could have explored that in the episode. Yeah. You could have explored, yes. Like, rather than just empowering more black people yeah. who were already empowered by Martin Luther King anyway, who actually shows up in this episode, yeah. show Rosa Parks, like, empowering... Not empowering white people, but, like, convincing white people. Convince, oh, like, you know, you don't want to uh, intellectualise racism in any way. But, yeah, try and show that there are great... Da- there are people who just outright will punch the black dude when he goes near the white. Yeah. Then there are people who are like... But, like, can, have, but can like have a guy just... come over and like, hey, buddy, come on now. Or like just that when they're in the restaurant, like, can you listen? I have no problem with Negroes, which they would say. Yeah. Please, can you eat in an in the booth where no one can see yeah. you? Yeah. Great. Yeah. If you, if you don't move, my boss is going to come out. Because that would make, that, that, would make, make it, that would make a liberal point about there are people who just go along with the racism. Yeah. There are people who enable it by. And it would be more interesting. And it would. Maybe they just didn't have time for it, or maybe they weren't interested. They in had it. an hour. I, so. I know. I know. But maybe they just look. It's this is the one point we want to make yeah. and so there's no time for any of that I also yeah. like that the, the time travelling racist uh, implies that Rosa Parks sitting down on the bus that is where like the, that is where racism ended yeah I want to talk about that yeah but think about <laughs> Yaz on the um, on the bus like should I sit on the white seat that could have been an opportunity to explore to actually show the stupidity and kind of superficial vagaries of racism. Yeah, you would Where the bus driver comes up as like, oh, don't sit there. It's like, oh, so what is it about my... If I was a bit darker, yeah. it'd be utterly unacceptable. If I was a bit lighter, like, what's your thinking there? And they would have tripped over themselves trying to... Yeah, ex- it's like... Because you can't rationalize You pointed it. out when you were talking briefly about um, I May Destroy You. Yeah. Where she's filling out that form in the hospital. She says, well, this form doesn't... Yeah. Um account for the nuance of what I am it doesn't mm. like it doesn't accurately express who I am yeah yeah 
you're white or you're black and Yaz is neither so it's like well what am I yeah. you haven't accounted for me well, it's like yeah try to like have a conversation with the the horrible bigot yeah and just showing them for the idiot they are for not for having no basis at all for thinking the thing yeah. they do why is it the what is it about the particularity of my shade that makes it okay for me to sit on this seat yeah or if I'm a tanned white person mm. They would go, oh, well, you know, don't Negroes are bad. Yeah. And you could have done that. But I'm not. You could have done that. I'm Mexican, as you've declared. Right. They didn't do it. They didn't do any of that. No. Well, it's the thing, because because it had to be about black people. Yeah. Like, oh, we have um, Yaz with us. Yeah. Oh, but she doesn't really fit into that. Oh, we'll just have to ignore her. Rosa Parks was married to a white guy, right? Yeah. Was she? Yeah, she is in the episode. They don't. Okay. Again, the fact that you're like, okay... They don't do anything about with that. He, yeah. He's in it for all of about 30 seconds. Yeah, oh, you'd think they'd want to bring that point up. Right. A big reveal. Ooh, a husband, a yeah. husband's white, you know. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, but if we show the husband, then we can't depict all the white people as racist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yes, although Rosa Parks was a catalyst for the civil rights movement, I think it's a bit of a stretch Yeah. to suggest Again, history. Martin Luther King is in the episode. He probably yeah. helped quite a bit. Yes. You know, is, is the implication that Rosa Parks inspired Martin Luther King? I think... Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I genuinely don't know. It's been a while since I've seen this episode. Yeah, but I do think it's a stretch to say that things would still be exactly as they are now had Rosa Parks not done that. It just would have been something else. Yeah. Uh, that's not to... Again... It probably would have been MLK. Yeah. yeah. Again, that's not to detract from what she did. I said to you, John, even if human flight was inevitable, you still got to credit the Wright brothers with inventing the airplane. Yeah, yeah. Someone had to do it and they should be celebrated. But it's a bit of a stretch. I think it's even more of a stretch to say that having an asteroid named after you can be defined as changing the universe. <laughs> just for that cheap fucking line at the end. She didn't just change the world, she changed the universe. That asteroid is Rosa Parks 251. Fuck you! <laughs> she did change the universe. Someone just named something after her. Yeah. She's not a bench named after her. She didn't just change the world, she changed the park. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. I, Rosa Parks. <gasps> I didn't uh, even think of that. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so the racist time traveller is just a racist time traveller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else to it. That's, yeah, that of frust- Like, you people know. People will know, your, your can will know their place. And I'm waiting for the sci-fi stripping back of what he means. No, he's just a racist. Yeah. Well, the fact he's a time traveller, that's what makes it sci-fi. You yeah. See. But yeah, like, oh, we want to we wanna depict um, characters or monsters that subscribe to, like, that Nazi nationalist ideology. Let's create the Daleks. Yeah. We want to do a monster that uh, represents our loss of individuality and our dependence on technology. Let's create the Cybermen. Yeah. We want to do, you know, farting green monsters. Let's do the Slovenia. Yeah, yeah. We want to do a villain that embodies racism. A white guy. Well, there's no metaphor, is there? There is no metaphor. He yeah, just, it's all surface. It's what he is. So you could have done a story about... I know they they want to do, I guess, that educational real-life thing. Mm. You could have done a story about another planet where the, the, the certain species were granted workers' rights and whatever. Mm. And they've since, like, there's been uprisings and all that. And so one of them has to go back to do what he wants to do. But, like, we've got to strip these creatures of their... Because they're going to cause... Pro- I know it's not analogous. But like, yeah. Call, but but also, got, that's that's still the same situation that you just added a couple of extra steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's still not really a metaphor in there. I don't well, yeah, of course it's well, it's a metaphor for racial equality. But yeah, you know, you, but it's do, not a metaphor in the same way that kill the moon was a metaphor for abortion. Like this is the same situation, but we've just swapped humans with yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Globians. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Doctor does do that a lot. Where okay. it's just that story 
But they're aliens. Okay. Um, the point being that with this, there's absolutely no veil of anything. It is no, no, just yeah. a racist dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, hilarious and then infuriating. Yes. Yeah. That's all i got to say about Doctor Who. Okay. Um, was there anything else to say? Hedy, was there anything else to say? No. Um, yeah, Kablam, I think, is the best episode of the series. Don't That's know. not saying much. You think that as well? Yeah. Um, Fuck it. All right, I'll agree. Okay. I don't know. I know Rosa. I'm going to say Rosa. Oh, really? Just, just because at least half of it was funny. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but that's not sincerely like, oh, it was a good episode, is it? Oh, no, no, but I, Especially when, um, when, the moment where she decides to sit down. You know, I quite like the... Oh, I think you pointed this yeah, out to me before. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'll bring it up now. I like the construct of the main characters have to cause a situation to happen that they aren't really involved in. And then, like, them sitting around it. I actually quite like that as an yeah, idea. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Like, her, yeah, like, yeah. sitting, like, is it going to happen? Yeah, they, that's they have to actively cause that to happen to yeah. Rosa Parks that's and then, quite and then interesting just be present knowing that they are in the, in the presence of history yeah but not but just that they have to sit through that abuse and there's nothing they can do nothing about they can it. do about it they have to let it happen yeah. that is good but it's when she did finally sit down and they start playing the, the empowering music that part, that's a bit oh, I forgot uh, but yeah. yeah the irony the fundamental irony is the song was and we rise we rise as she sits down <laughs> that was just funny like we have to sit it could have been like we have to sit to stand or something yeah like, yeah like, we must rise and she, it's, it's like it's like the show is racist telling you stand up yeah. <laughs> get off the bus bitch <laughs> um yeah so yeah I'm gonna say Rosa was the best episode. okay alright well yeah. that's quite a yeah quite a claim quite a claim yeah is there even point doing a uh, point doing the whole? So, what's your favorite season? What's your? It's not going to change now, right? It's done. I'm yeah. done. Yeah, we. I won't say it now because we, we're gonna. We'll have the in summary conversation next podcast. Next podcast. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, nothing's going to change now. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, that's that. Then. <laughs> well, all that anti climax. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, uh, well, do, that, do something, that's, that's do something Doctor Who. Do something whimsical and spontaneous. Oh fuck. Um. No, because that's how we end it. Oh, right. Catch a man. Jordan, do something. <laughs> Quickly, do something. Uh, ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs>